in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Wednesday, January 3rd. Very happy birthday to my lovely wife, Mary. Uh, we are coming to you live, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Cards fans take accounting to a whole new level with the UofL's Masters in Accounting and Analytics. In-depth data analytics courses allow you to achieve a new mastery of accounting in this AACSB-accredited program. You can be you can graduate career ready in just 12 months to find out more. Visit business.louisville.edu today. We're on the air today from 3:04 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. It's the Mike Rutherford show on the Big X. Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey here with you as we hit the middle part of the week and it only took 2 days I guess for something to go I don't even know really what's going on here. Trevor Kelsey will have to update me. Apparently, all I know is we can't throw it to commercial break right now. Hope you're ready to talk. What can you explain? First of all, we went on early too, which I was like, I need all the minutes I can get here. If we if we're gonna be talking nonstop for 190 minutes, I guess. What's what's the deal? You think you had a bet? I pulled up. I'm like, okay, I got time to smoke a couple cigarettes. I lit, I lit up the second one. As soon as I do, they come out there. The automation's down. You might want to come in. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, our, our automation system apparently uh, just crashed, and they thought they were going to have it fixed here a second ago, and the commercial played, and then it just like uh, froze in the middle of another commercial and crapped out again. So, so we talked Not good stop. vibes for the basketball team tonight. Well. <laughs> if there's any... If there's any indication of what tonight's game might if be. If you want to blame tonight, whatever happens tonight on us, then feel free. I mean, you might. On the flip side, if we beat Virginia and Charlottesville for the first time since joining the ACC, then I feel like we have to do no commercials for the... Sorry to our advertisers. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be three straight hours every day for the next three months. I mean, a lot, a lot of, like I know wrestling does this. I think other sports do it. They're like commercial-free for the first hour. I mean, they, they do that. I mean, we can do that if, for a win. We'll fall on the sword. Come on. It's a tough day to be a big X advertiser. You think seeing that Allen Electric truck in the in the driveway <laughs> make you smile? How about not hearing that ad so you get a win? What if we just do the reads ourselves during the show? Just in the middle of just a rant. Stray run for cluckers. <laughs> so I was saying I have this girl with no teeth. And then we went to cluckers with Trey Ryan and watched the big game. <laughs> we can make it happen. We could do we it. Just merge every ad into into one of our stories or, or something else in general. This is TJ Walker for Shady Rays. 
Dropping money on sunglasses always seemed crazy to me. We, I think we could do it. Like this point. like betting on Alabama. <laughs> I think we can make that happen. Anyways, speaking so, of betting, I took uh, St. John's last night. It was a nice little win. Did you? Yeah, a little minus five and a half. Enjoyed that game. I made one bet last night, and it was on. I hate to do it to Richard Pitino, but I love to do it for Sean Moth. It was on Colorado State after they fell behind. Like they fell behind like nine to two early. That game came on after the St. John's game. Yeah, and I, I hopped on that. I was like, they're you know, Colorado State's good, like legitimately good. I think New Mexico is pretty good too, but. You're not beating them on the road. So when they fell down like 9-2 and the, the money line became like an, you know, better than whatever bet, I was like, all right, I'm taking, taking the Rams' money line. And they, they, they rolled to victory in the second half. It was a, a fun game. Isaiah Stevens, probably first-team midseason All-American right now. They look very good. So nice of us both hitting on college hoops last night. Yeah, but it, was, it was a good little night for uh, Nikhil's man. I got to watch, a little, well, I watched pretty much the whole St. John's game, won a little money, then watched Titanic. Then watched uh, 16. You watched Titanic. Yeah. Then I watched 16 Candles, and then I watched Stand By Me. A lot of death. And then, I, then, then I finished. Those three movies. Then I finished. Yeah, then I finished with one episode of Game of Thrones where I fell asleep, The Mountain and the Viper. Good Lord, you watched a lot of TV last night. It was like, it was like 5 o'clock when I went to sleep, yeah. Well. Which is why I woke up at like 2 o'clock. <laughs> there's three minutes down, 87 more to go. Or, I mean, more than that. What, God, 180 more to go. Yeah. And I'm Brian Lewis with the HSAA. <laughs> you know, we, we typically, because basketball has gotten, how do I put this lightly, uh, so depressing in recent months and weeks. It's lightly. You know, we haven't done a whole lot of like breaking down the opposing team and actually talking about the game. It's just kind of been more like, what do we do? <laughs> you know, well, recently it's been like, does he get fired after the game if we lose this one? Or what would it take for him to keep his job? Does this team suck enough for us to win? <laughs> That's basically been what the conversation has been about. With us not having no commercial breaks today, I think we may have to like break down, hey, they're going to play pack line, Virginia. I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> they play pretty slow. They're good at defense. <laughs> like, you know, it's, the worst, it's the worst possible opponent for us to be in here because there's nothing we can tell anybody listening probably that they don't already know about Virginia. It's like they're not going to come out and shock you tonight. I don't, I don't think we're going to see a full-court press. I don't think we're going to see a run-and-shoot offense. Uh, they're not going to be launching three seconds into a possession. So you know, watch them do that. I mean, we watch you know, them come out looking looking like the like the eight nineteen ninety UNLV team or something. Maybe I mean, <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Payne's like he tricked me. It'd be funny, I, I guess. So that's what we will hopefully we can get this fixed while we're on the air. But uh, for right now, it's just going to be us talking for three straight hours. That's the current plan. It can it can be changed. But I did say this at the top very quickly. Happy birthday to my wife. We mentioned this. There's a meme going around talking about how this is the worst birthday to have of the year. And it's it's so true. Like the the, the actual meme reads, um, what does it say? It says Christmas adjacent birthdays are obviously an injustice, but the absolute worst birthday to have is January third. Everyone is burnt out, broke, and or sober. Pick a date in July, babe, and lie. You deserve it. And that's uh, my poor wife's birthday. But we're trying to trying to make her feel special today. Trying to you know, get, happy get, birthday. Got the kids to sing a little bit. Trying to make them sing. You. I got three hours to build up. Happy birthday to you. Kill an extra 20 seconds. Hey, I'm not even going to make the joke. Happy birthday, dear Mary. Happy birthday to you. Nice. And many more to your 104. I tried to get my kids to do that. It did not go very well. What was, um, what was the other one? That was, it was, that was the, to your 104. Something to your 104. Like, and we kick you out the door. Something like that, yeah. And then I think kids would always just like freestyle that. It just kind of worked from there. Yeah, depending Your on how mom's you know, a whore. And, yeah. Oh my god! It's like it's like <laughs> we're seven. <laughs> Easy. I mean, the kid, the songs we had as kids though. Were I mean, what was the one? Uh, 
on up of old smoky yeah yeah I mean, you talk, we we sing songs about killing our teachers in school. I li- like it was like going through my head, and I was like about to sing it. I was like, my kids are too young for this. I was like, I can't teach them about this. <laughs> Joy to the world, the teacher's dead. We barbecued her head. What happened to the body? We flushed it down the potty. It's like we talked about how to get away with the murder too. That was. <laughs> It was a kid song we sang like in first grade. What do kids sing? To, what, now, what do kids sing today? You would know better than I would. I, I have no idea. Because if I knew, I would. There would be issues. I mean, my kids are two and four. They're still. It, they're still singing, well, they're singing Frozen now. They're wholesome now. I don't. Who knows? Yeah. I think we'll find out more once we get to like actual grade school. But for right now, it's uh, we, we haven't gotten to the murder songs for Christmas ad lib. Are they more like in a rap version or? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, it's, it's just yes. Yeah, SoundCloud murder rappers. was the case that they gave me. Could you use an auto tune <laughs> in the halls? Uh, but it, it's a bad birthday to have. But we're trying to make the most of it. We're going to go like so. Last year, you know, we also played a game. You had a game on Mary's birthday last year, and she was like, "Can we do like a quick dinner?" I'm like, "Sure." And we went to Havana Rum. But we're going to go there again tonight. And, and like, we, we left pretty early, and it ended up being like, of course, it was the one game where like when we leave, Louisville's up by like seven points. It was the Syracuse game that we ended up losing by one point. But I was like, of course, they're playing well when like, I'm not like sitting down and watching it. But this year, you know, Mary's like, oh, she's like, I don't know if we can do dinner because you know, the cards are playing. And I was like, if we miss the first half, we miss the first half. I, I, I can keep up with it. I can come home. Getting paid is going to make you look like a better husband. I'm like, this team, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to, we're not going to cut your birthday celebration short because of this five and seven monstrosity that's going to go play in Charlottesville and probably lose for the, you know, the, the, the 10th straight year. So, you know. I fully expect it to be that kind of close at halftime, and then we'll go home, and I'm sure we'll lose by 10 to 15 points, and we'll all move on. And this, uh, like, I, I, I'm realizing now how much I enjoyed the time off. <laughs> it's, it is like going back to school after the two week break. Like, I, I just didn't want to think about basketball. I wanted to put it out of my mind. I wanted to enjoy the, you know, the, the football bowl game, which ended up not happening, and enjoy the transfer portal news and the time with family and Christmas and New Year's and just, uh, you know, just. Not thinking about Kenny Payne, not thinking about the the post game quotes, not thinking about losing or even the coaching search or anything like that. And now here we are, and it's like, well, Charlottesville is the perfect place to kick this thing off. The, the house of horrors for this program for the last decade. Why not just jump right back into it? It's it's like having a a pop quiz on your first day back. I hated those. I hated them when I was prepared for them. I hated when I wasn't prepared for them. I'm shocked that you hated pop. I hated when they showed up. The only thing of pop I liked was pop tarts. <laughs> And pop music, you know the worst. <laughs> one thing that college taught me. Are you are you are you are you are you insinuating that if we lose tonight, Kenny Payne will be fired tomorrow? I'm not at all. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to separate every it. Kenny Payne, watch. It'd be the weirdest thing of all time. It would be very U of L if like we like lose by two and they're like Kenny's gone. I'm like we waited two weeks. We we had two weeks of off time to to do this. Now we we're winning. They fire. Him. Yeah, we're, we're we're firing him after a two point loss to you know, one of the better teams in the ACC in Charlottesville. Uh, this this Virginia team, by the way, since we have all this time to kill, this Virginia team kind of still an enigma. They started the season off looking very good. They beat Florida. Um, they lost a kind of a blowout game to to Wisconsin, who ended up being a pretty good team. They beat West Virginia. They beat Texas A&M, who was nationally ranked. They beat Syracuse. And now they, they come into this game kind of still trying to find themselves. They've lost two of three. They lost to Memphis, which is understandable. Memphis is, is pretty good this year. But losing by 22 to Notre Dame is 
sort of unthinkable. Notre Dame is they had been behind us in Ken Palm and basically every analytical ranking that's out there. They have jumped us since winning that game. The one thing, you know, if you're looking at this and trying to say, well, maybe we got a shot. The one, the, the one area that I would caution you is, is all of their bad performances have come away from home. They lost to Wisconsin, and they've all been blowout losses. They lost to Wisconsin by 24 in a neutral floor. They lost to Memphis by 23 in a true road game, and they lost to Notre Dame by 22 in a true road game. They have not lost, and really they haven't been tested in John Paul Jones Arena. They're 8-0 there. They've been the best home team in the ACC since we joined the conference. They've got more wins in that building than any other team has in their, on their home floor, and we've never won there. So, you know, if, if trying to make me feel better, no, I'm not. I, I'm just saying, if we wanted to have some reason for optimism, maybe we could if we were playing this game at the Yum Center because Virginia has been a pretty bad team away from Charlottesville. Unfortunately, this is in Charlottesville. They kind of feel like their backs are against the wall. Uh, I would expect the crowd to be good tonight. And so what you're probably telling, not going to be great for us. What you're telling me is it's it's time for the other shoe to drop. What do you mean? It means it's the time for the, the them to have a bad game and us to win. Is that what you're telling me? Sure. Everything has gone their way. Nothing has gone gone, gone against them in, in, in Charlottesville, and it's time for the other shoe to drop. It's time for you know the the, the leaf to turn. Why not? <laughs> it would be fitting if like Kenny Payne at a, at a point in time we where we play better in the road, right? I mean, we say that we haven't won a road game in three years or whatever. I didn't say it is. we won. I said we play better. It's been two full calendar years, over two years now, since we last won a road game. January second, twenty twenty two, is the last time that we have won away from the KFC Yum Center, uh, which fittingly was against Josh Pastner and Georgia Tech, who no longer is the head coach at Georgia Tech. But yeah, that was a uh, three hundred. Well, what's the math? What's what's three sixty five plus three sixty six? Uh, what was it, 365? That's 425? Is, Three, no. There's no way that's right. Four, uh, what was what was 361? Keep going. We, got, we, have, we have time what here. Was, say the numbers again. 366 plus 365 is 731. Oh, 600, yeah. 400. I thought you said 300. I got the 13 in math, folks. I had 300. <laughs> I was thinking 300. Cause I was thinking a year, right? 365 in days in a year? That's fine. That is... That is what we were doing. Is that how many days are in a year? <laughs> yes. Okay. So why 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 why'd you say six hundred if it's been a year? It's been it's been two years and a oh, day. Oh, okay. That's why I did three sixty five plus three sixty six, which does oh. not equal four hundred and something. No, but I knew how many days were in a year. <laughs> Seven thirty one. My my depress. I was just I was denying it, it that it's been two years. I was thinking it's only been one year. It's been seven hundred and thirty one days since the last time we won a road game. It would be fitting if Kenny Payne, at a time where I mean, ninety nine percent of the fan base is like this, this dude's not it. Like, like, let's go ahead and move on. If we pulled this upset tonight, and everybody was like, I mean, cool, but we're still six and seven and three and twenty in the ACC under your watch. I feel like we're getting to that point where okay. as long as it's a road win, that we're, you remember those cards you used to find like Cracker Bro that had your birthday on it and it would tell like the the things of the of that year, like the, how much gas was and bread was. And I don't. You don't remember those? I don't. No. Oh, those things were cool. I used to, I, I used to, I used to read them just to one, for the years that I didn't even, wasn't even born. Um, yeah, you used to get a card would be like, you know, this was, you know, it had like the top movie of the year on it. It's just like a little, like a birthday card, you know, saying like remembering. Like that's what we're going to be like. At some point, we're going to look back and go, do you remember how cheap gas was last time we won a road game? What was the top movie back then? In 2022? <laughs> well, I mean, we're only two years down. I mean, we could probably do that right now anyway. <laughs> well, ga- I'm, I'm sure the gas prices were actually were pretty different, maybe. How much was bread? <laughs> like, 
What was the top movie to you? Was it Barbie? Mayor of Easttown was the number one show in America. <laughs> the West Wing. Mayor of Easttown was a great show. That was the last... I remember the name. I just don't remember watching it. It was good. What channel was it on? HBO. Ah. I, I think. That sounds right. I remember watching it. It was very good. You just don't remember where it was. I'm pretty sure it was HBO. Do you remember where you were? Yeah, I was watching it at home. It's okay. A, it's, a, it's a TV show. <laughs> well, you don't know necessarily. You could have been out. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just, I, I went to Saints to watch all episodes of Mayor of Easttown. <laughs> well, yeah, HBO is correct. Okay. <clears throat> good for you. Thank you. So that's what's, what's happening tonight is Louisville versus Virginia. The, the one thing that, excuse me, watching some of these results pour in through the first two months, that's really – and this is – again, I feel like we've been doing the same radio show for the last year and a half, which is great for, for a show where we don't have commercials. But the ACC is 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 bad. Like This is a, a bad ACC. Like Virginia, I kind of thought, was a sneaky pick to win this conference because you know Duke and Carolina, every, every time that we think that it's going to be – it's a two-horse race between Duke and UNC, and it's collision courts. Like Virginia's like, okay, cool. Sneaks up and just snatches that title away. And then you see them lose to Notre Dame by 22 points, and you're like, damn. Like, it's just, it's not a good league. I'm not sold on Duke. I'm not sold on UNC. Miami has been a massive disappointment. Like, they always have been pretty bad defensively. They're taking their lack of effort on defense to a different level this year. Like, they're just not even trying. They're 10-2. They're 10-2. They've beaten nobody of any consequence. Uh, I mean, Kansas State, I think they beat them in in, in a shootout. But Kentucky blew the doors off them. Colorado blew the doors off them. Uh, I'm not sold on Miami whatsoever. They, I mean, the, the, the team, Clemson's been very good. For their standards, that they're probably a legit top twenty team. And the thing that I, the, the team that I would keep an eye on right now, Clemson Miami play tonight, by the way. Oh, they do. Yeah, that'll be a good game. Yeah. But Wake Forest, Steve Forbes, suddenly oh, you the nation's Steve Forbes. They've they've won eight in a row. The nation's seventh longest win streak. They're finding their footing. They looked pretty good last night against Boston College. Um, I think they're a team that could sneak in and steal a berth. But this is it's looking like another year where the ACC is only going to get like four, five, six of the most teams into the NCAA tournament, which was kind of unheard of when we first joined the league. You, you, know, you were thinking, like, the 8-9 game in the conference tournament always had NCAA tournament implications. You know, the, the, the 10 and the 11 seed in the conference tournament were teams on the bubble that needed a couple of wins to maybe play themselves on, onto the right side. And now it's like, if you're not you know, in the mix for that double buy, you're probably not in the mix for the NCAA tournament. And it's been that way for three years right now, so which just so happened to be the three worst years we've had in this league. So you're telling me is the ACC lives and dies by Louisville basketball? Yeah, when we're not good, the whole I, conference sucks. I mean, is it? I mean, the the evidence doesn't lie, right? You you went to two years of law school. You can you can back me up on this. Exhibit A, Exhibit B. Yeah, case closed. I mean, can you show me? I mean, when's the last time the ACC? When, when was the ACC's last championship? Was it uh, what kind of loss? Didn't they? They won it. They won it in twenty seventeen. We were good that year. We were. That was the year we lost the second round as a two seed, right? It was. Okay, case in point. Now Duke won it in twenty fifteen. We also went to the Elite Eight that year. I, thank you very much. The ACC always lives and dies by Louisville basketball. When's the last time they won a title before that? Two thousand ten. We were oh well, we weren't very good. We lost the first round. We weren't in the ACC then. Well, no, hold on. Virginia won in 2019. We did go to the NCAA tournament that year. Yes, we did. 2017, we were good. 2015, we were good. 2010, well, we weren't in the ACC though. Oh, so so you're saying when we're in the ACC? Yes, we live when die. we're in the ACC. So since we've joined, they have attached their life support to us. Last year, I mean, we did have 
they still have had Final Four teams. Miami went to the Final Four last year. Carolina went to the title game two years ago. Yeah, blood score points. But the that. yeah, and, and you know, there was a what eight seed Carolina and yeah. a five seed Miami. I got lucky. I think you're right. I, I, to, to, to if see, the ACC wants to improve its overall stature, they need, it needs to elevate Louisville basketball. They need to give us money to get rid of Kenny Payne. They need to give us Jay Wright. <laughs> they need to hook that up. <laughs> or who's the best coach? In the, Tony Bennett, come coach for Louisville. I, w- I would take that. Give us Coach K. The ACC needs to force Coach K's hand to come coach us for five years. Hold Make on, us go. Talk for me a second. I got I to do work. Oh, stuff. boy. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, that will be tonight at 7 o'clock, Louisville versus uh, Virginia. It will be on ESPN2 nationally. You can always hear all the coverage of Cardinal basketball on our sister station, 970 WGTK. Pre-game show will start at 6 o'clock over there with Jody Demling, Paul Rogers, and company. And then tip-off will be 7 o'clock. There were other games last night in the world of college hoops that were of note. Trevor was talking about Rick Pitino looking pretty good. St. John's, no real issues with Butler last night. Um, as far as top 25 teams, Purdue goes on the road, destroys Maryland, very much making their case. Remember the guy that was on the text line who was like, I don't have any I, – I don't, I don't put any stock in your – college basketball knowledge because you have Purdue in your preseason top 25 and well Purdue very clearly looks like the best team in the country right now not saying that they won't fall flat on their face in the NCAA tournament but it's not a three-week sport Purdue looking pretty good they go to Maryland last night and they win by 14 points dominate from start to finish 67-53 Tennessee no problem with Norfolk State North Carolina goes on the road and knocks off Pitt by 13 Illinois Despite losing Terrence Shannon for, I mean, potentially the rest of the season due to some not so cool charges uh, that came against him when he was visiting Kansas in September, uh, they still hammer Northwestern by 30. Mentioned Colorado State taking care of Richard Patino in New Mexico by eight in a very good game. Duke and Syracuse was fun for about 25 minutes. Duke pulls away late and wins by 20. <clears throat> Florida Atlantic was getting pushed by East Carolina for part of the night. They pull away and win 79 64. Baylor dominates Cornell 98-79. Wisconsin rolls over Fran McCaffrey in Iowa 83-72. Auburn takes down Penn 88-68. Those are your top 25 scores. Well, and of course, you could forget UConn rolling to an 85-56 victory over the mighty Blue Demons of DePaul in a game that was not actually that close. Uh, They led by 20 at halftime, won the second half by 10. And this is a – I tweeted out last night, I'll be brave enough to say it on the radio. I don't think that Louisville's ready for UConn. We couldn't win at DePaul. Say what? DePaul lost by 40 to Villanova two games ago. They lost by 30 to UConn last night. I don't think that we could handle either UConn or Villanova right now. I don't feel confident about that. Are you back? Yeah. For, for Thank God, the, I'm reading scores on the, the radio. Bold, <laughs> the boldest take I've heard on this show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got to have some appreciation of watching UConn win for the 17th straight time against DePaul. At least somewhere, I texted you this last night, in a small part of the world, DePaul Day is still being celebrated. I feel like UConn, UConn is who we could have been if we just stayed in the Big East, if the Big East hadn't fallen apart. I mean, UConn, they, they, you know, they're in AAC oblivion for a while. Yeah. They go back to the Big East, and instantly, they're back to being like a national powerhouse. The, the, the big, I, every time I watch a Big East game, I get so sad, because I wish we'd never left that conference. I, I kind of... It's so much fun. Of all the conferences we were in, it's, and, it's, and we're one of the few schools. I mean, we're not one of the few at this point now, but we, we've been in what we've had in, in our lifetime, at least. We've been with four conferences. I mean, I, 
Uh, not independence. Well, won't count independence. Metro. When did we join USA, the Metro? Me- like nineteen eighty something. So it was before I was born. So, yeah, I mean, so, not not in football, obviously. So Metro, CUSA, Big East, AAC, ACC. So that's five. Okay, and then the big big. Did you say Big East there? Yeah. Okay, and then so eight, that's five. So yeah, I had right. Good. Well, hey. The craziest thing about to to me, and I feel like of those five, though, the Big East is the best, right? Yeah, for okay. sure. No, I, I, not even close in yeah. my estimation. Well, even though the Metro was kind of fun, but yeah. the craziest thing, and I think I had this realization on air is that it felt like we were in the Big East for a long time, did it not? And maybe part of that is because of you know my age. Like you know, We went to the conference when I was in college, and those are some of your the most fun years. But we actually, we've already been in the ACC longer than we ever were in the Big East. We were in the, the Big East from 2000, what, 2005, 2006 was our, our first season, and our last season was 2012, 2013. So eight full years. And now we are... Coming up, this is our ninth season in the ACC. We start, our first year was 2014-15, and now here it is, 2023-24. That feels wrong. Like for, In my mind, like we were in the Big East for a long time. We forged all these great rivalries in both football and basketball. We established ourselves as, you know, I think towards the end, like the preeminent basketball program in the Big East. We won... What uh, we played in the conference championship game, won the national title for him. Won the national title for him. We played in the conference tournament title game. Uh, what th- four of the last five years we were in the league and won it the last two years. They so won the last one, didn't we? T- the, the last, I guess, what they call the real Big East. Yeah, we, we won it in twenty thirteen. Won it in twenty twelve. Uh, played, lost to UConn in the title game in twenty eleven. Won it in two thousand nine. So you know, we we were on quite the hot streak there in that conference and then it does feel like when we joined the ACC and don't get me wrong like I was very excited about joining the ACC it felt like the perfect fit in terms of you know the football's not so much of a step up that you you're worried about getting buried and the basketball was you know the best conference in the country you got Duke and Carolina and Syracuse and Pitt are coming with you and NC State and Wake Forest and it, like this is going to be a whole hell of a lot of fun and it just kind of hasn't, hasn't been now part of that is self-inflicted but I, I think that the league hasn't been overly welcoming towards us. It hasn't felt like we've really ever it's kind belonged. Kind of a statement, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's definitely a good old boys club and the, the Carolina club, and some some of the teams that are around that area from outside the state are kind of welcomed there, and we're not. And we haven't been able to forge a natural rivalry. And again, part of that is our fault. If we'd been able to beat Virginia on a semi-consistent basis, maybe that could have become a fun basketball rivalry for us. But on the football side of things, it's just kind of been like you know. I feel like Florida State's kind of the closest thing that we have in a rivalry, but, but, but either either sport and it's kind of. I mean, that also stems back to some of the rivalry we had back in the Metro and basketball too. Though. I just don't think that they see us as a rival. They probably, I guess they maybe they don't. You don't think they don't, they don't think they're no. annoyed by us in least football? No, I, I think that they the Lamar Jackson game hurt them, but for the most part, they've been like you've beaten teams that are, have been bad and. Like a lot of teams in the ACC have beaten those teams, and we still have beaten you in some of those years as well. Like they've still beaten us more than we've beaten them. Uh, we just played some competitive games. Then again, Florida State does have an arrogance that leads to ignorance. And basketball, they just don't care. Like so, you know, while that's been kind of a like they they had definitely had Chris Mack's number. They sort of had Rick Pitino's number at the tail end of his tenure here. Um, but like they, their family doesn't care about basketball. No, so, no, they don't. They, just Leonard Hamilton is taking advantage of that on a regular basis. So it's an awkward fit for us. And the the one thing that has surprised me a little bit since we made the move to the ACC is how. Because it felt like we had a really good thing going with Syracuse towards the tail end of the the, the, the Big East run. Yeah, you know, we would play competitive games against them in football. They were getting good at football. 
uh, right when we were you know, kind of peaking. They, they beat us in 2013 pretty badly to end our undefeated season. And then basketball, we had a bunch of really good games. We played them twice in the Big East Tournament Championship. Um, you know, they we were the two best teams in that conference in 2013, the last year that it played. So it was like, okay, cool. We're back in the ACC together. Let's get this thing going. And it just has not happened at all. Like, you know, they've been pretty bad in football. We've just kind of dominated them. I think we've only lost them, what, once? since we've been in the ACC in football and then basketball, we've both kind of fallen off. Like they had a couple of good teams uh, early on in our tenure. We had some good teams, but just the, the games were never that great. We've never played. We, it feels like we barely ever play them twice in one season. And that's kind of been a surprise to me. I thought that we, we could maybe pick back up where we left off and it has not happened at all. So welcome to life in the ACC. I, I, we're complaining about how the ACC is. Do you think there's another team that gets as bad as we do in the ACC? Like, does Maryland feel the same way about being in the Big Ten? Like, they're getting the good old boy treatment from the Big Ten as well? I think Maryland felt like they were treated that way I mean, in the ACC to be Mar- before they I'm left. I'm just thinking, that's just, I don't know why it popped in my head. Like, Maryland, I mean, Nebraska means it feels that way. I mean, I, I can't imagine, you know, that the, that the SEC is going to come in with open arms. I'm sure, I know they weren't with Missouri when they first joined. They may have, you know, conformed to them since, but... I don't see them also doing it for Oklahoma and Texas next year. That's kind of my thing with the whole – with Florida State fans and, and the brass at FSU being like, you know, we've got to do whatever we got to do to get into the SEC and all that stuff. If FSU gets into the SEC, it's not like, like – they're kind of viewing it as, you know, we're going to – they're going to roll out the red carpet for us and, hey, it's it's you, Bama, and Georgia. And I think the, the SEC is going to be like, cool, like you're going to be the eighth best team in the conference. Congrats. Here's your seven and five season. And also, we're going to give you no breaks whatsoever. Uh, I, I feel like if Florida State, I feel like it's definitely one of those be careful what you wish for type situations. I get that they're pissed off about getting left out of the playoff. They need somebody to blame. The easy person to point the finger at besides the committee is the ACC and say, if we'd done this in the SEC, we would have been in, which of course is true. But like, is life really going to be that much better for you? If you join one of the bigger conferences, I get that you're scared, but it seems like they're blaming all of their potential shortcomings for the future on the fact that they're not in the SEC or the Big Ten. Where, look, if you get into one of those conferences, I, I'm not sure. Like FSU is built to go didn't FSU, 11 and one in the SEC. Didn't FSU play this card when they left the Metro for the ACC? They've been doing this for a while. I mean, I feel like this is the kind. Of, I mean, we, we we're independent football. We need to be in a conference, which I mean, technically, they were a step ahead of everyone else at that point a little bit. But they were kind of also copying Arkansas when their with their move. Yeah, whatever. Did you see uh, shifting gears here? So I'm obviously still very upset about what happened Saturday night in the Lions Cowboys game. You rightfully should be. I, I should be, and I'm even more upset now because I think a lot of people when when the video got out there Saturday night of very clearly Decker being number 68 being the the, the one who went over and talked directly to the official to register as an eligible receiver. People were like, well. Cool. The NFL will give the Lions, I'm sure, an apology and issue a statement on Monday, and that'll be that. <laughs> who, who new to the NFL said that? <laughs> well, they've done it to the Lions before. You know, we missed a call. Sorry, nothing changes. Instead, the league yesterday kind of doubled down on the call being the right thing. That's the NFL I know. They sent a training video to all 32 teams with uh, narration, annotation, everything, they had the video breaking down. <laughs> they basically thought that it, it you know, it, it it would show that the controversial Lions Cowboys call was actually the right call, and instead, the like the, the the video did nothing to back up their point. 
they showed it, it tried to juxtapose these two plays. One where Dan Skipper, number seventy, who they said was the one who reported as eligible. They show one from earlier in the contest where he ran up to the official, gestured to the ref that he would be eligible. Boom, easy call, perfectly done. Then they show the the infamous call at the end of the game where it it, it looks like Skipper makes a similar gesture while he's running onto the field, and they're like, see, this is the, the, the he did the same thing, the official was right. Now, the issue is the the, the, the referee, um, Brad, Brad Allen, is looking right at Taylor Decker, who's doing the same thing and talking directly to him. Uh, it, like, it, you know, it just, you can see Skipper gesturing, but he also says after the game, I said nothing. Like, I, I made no, like, I may have made a motion, but I said nothing. Decker did. He went right to him. He also made the same gesture. He was right in his face. Like, what do you want to do? It, like, it, the, the fact that the NFL is just kind of like doubling down and being like, nope, they did the right thing. Perfectly. When the video evidence clearly shows the opposite, is just annoying. But like, this is how I felt after the Lions Cowboys botched call in the playoffs a few years ago. Like, you know, everyone's just going to forget. Nobody's gonna, like nothing changes. The the NFL can they give a big middle finger to us this time of the year every year, and they're like, oh, what are you gonna do? Not watch next week? And we're all like, yeah, you're you're right. And like, just the, the the officials have been terrible all year. Everyone's complaining about it. Nothing's going to change. They're going to have a massive screw up in the playoffs. Like that's a is that not the biggest lock of all time? <laughs> the lines, you mean? No, no, no. The, the referees in general. The, there will be one game that is well, decided cost, by. Well, they cost one team a Super Bowl last year. Well, yeah, that was that was you know, that was an issue, but that wasn't quite as cut and dry. As I no, think it you. was. It wasn't. It wasn't as controversial as what you had. Or but what, there's going to be something like this in the playoffs that just caught. Some team is going to get absolutely screwed because the officials just absolutely do something unthinkable and. We're all just going to move on because you know the NFL can the NFL can do that. They're like the you know, the monopolized uh, TV network back in well, the day that was just like, oh, we're sorry. I mean, let's let's also remember though. I mean, what what what's what was the, what's the better solution? Go back to the scab referees. Do you remember that day? Yeah. Do you remember the fail Mary? Do you remember? Do you remember those like what three or four games we had with uh, backup referees and how that went? I, I mean, mean, this is kind of the same thing though. I mean. It was a it was a missed call. I mean, it, but it's happened all year. Like the, this has been like one of the biggest stories of the NFL season. Give me another example. Well, this the the missed face mask call on Tyreek Hill with the the, the Chiefs Bills game that was so blatantly obvious. I mean that that staff, the Brad uh, I mean, you're, Allen you're, staff, has been involved in three terrible calls at the end of primetime games. <laughs> well, then maybe it's just one crew instead of the entire. No, better well, there's been a lot. I mean, I'm with that Martian. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's been a it's been kind of a thing all season long. I, yeah, I mean, I, you watch more NFL than I do, but I, I feel like every time I flip on the radio, they're like another embarrassment for the NFL officials. Well, it's, the non roughing call in the the Bears game was the same official when they hit uh, Fields like 15 seconds after he released a pass and didn't call anything, and it kind of cost them the game. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny that there's not missed calls in in, in large bundles in, in every game. I mean, it's. But I am also the one. I'm one of the few people that will sometimes defend the referees. Maybe I don't know because I refereed little league. I have I have referee in my blood. Okay, my cousin's married to a referee. Uh, that you know, it's human nature. I mean, people are going to miss calls. I, I don't. I'll get mad at Carl Shepard's you should, for maybe making a bad call. Yours is a different horse of a different color because it was just the referee making a complete brain fart and not now admitting to it, but. You know, it wasn't like he just happened to miss a call or, or you know, call what he thought was an instant, you know, quick time, you know, a bad call that turned out bad with replay. But I just, I, I and with when we talk about the radio, I mean, of course, that's every, they're going to push the negative 
Nancy thing because it moves ratings, but I don't know. The officiating is going to be better. Yeah. Could it be worse? Yeah. It could be a lot worse. And sometimes I just, you know, just enjoy the game. I don't know. What do you want? What do you want the NBA where the reps don't even do anything to stand there and watch people who don't play defense? I mean, I think that the NBA fans are far more happy with their officiating this year than don't, the, the TV NFL ratings fans. don't say that. <laughs> Well, I mean, the TV ratings are the TV. That's my yeah. whole point. It's like every time you flip on a talk radio show, a talk TV show, or you read a website, it's like one of the biggest storylines all year long has been the NFL officiating reaching a breaking point. This is defining the season. This is terrible. And everybody just keeps watching. Like, it, it just oh, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, you see it, the ratings for Christmas? Yeah. I mean, just dwar- the, like, they just like stole the NBA's holiday. Do you, did, I think I want to say the number I read was like the NBA, like, like six years, last six years combined. Was still short of what the what the NFL did just this one year. I mean, I know I watched the NFL on Christmas. Like I, that's that, those are the games that as, I was watching. As did I, and I don't. I'm, of course, I don't have much NBA for the last few years because the NBA died a few years ago. But I just, you know, I yeah, it, I think it was like the NBA averaged like what four point two million, which is a good number for the NBA, by the way. Yeah. And the NFL averaged like twenty nine. Yeah. I mean, it's just insane. They just walked in and were like, "I will drink your milkshake." Well, they can do whatever they want. I mean, what was the? I think I read the stat last year. Of the 100 most watched television programs of 2022, I think 96 of them were football games, and like oh, 71 nice. of them were NFL games. The other 20 whatever were, were were college football bowl games. I mean, it's all Super Bowl and football the last probably yeah. 20 years. I mean, you got to go back to when we only had three channels to have any other TV show or program compete with the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I, and that's the only reason we did. I mean, you have your Mash or Seinfelds, and I know there was more cable options in Seinfeld '98. Than it was with Mash when it ended in the early '90s, but still, I mean, yeah, you just yeah, there, there's no, it's it, there is no competition. The NFL, I think they're they like, I think it was a couple years ago when and some some you know political parties were like boycott the NFL. They're looking, their ratings are tanking. Like, yeah, they went down from first to first. Guess what? The <laughs> only the, the out of the 25 most watched television programs of last year. Oh, just of last year of last year, 2022. Guess what? The the only well, I take it back. There were two. That weren't football games, whether it was a college football championship or NFL playoffs. There were so, two. Two of them. Uh, did, did one was a sporting event. One was not a sporting event. I, mean, I don't know if you'll ever guess the sporting event. Was there an Olymp- you, Yeah, exactly. The Olympics? Winter Olympics, yeah. uh, the Sunday prom two, was the 10th most watched show. And then there was a... Hold on, hold on. Let me give, give me a hint. See if I can guess it. We got time. Um, <laughs> Trust me. I, don't, I think this is a tough one to give a hint for without just giving it what away. What number is it? It's number 23. Oh, okay, so it's way down the list, uh, and it's a, is it a is it a television program? No, so it's like a news news break or something. No, oh okay, I don't know. What it's it like is. a special type of program. The Star Wars holiday special? <laughs> no, good guess. <laughs> okay. The Oscars? No, oh, I was number yeah, twenty three. Guess that. The, Wait a minute, was that the was that the Will Smith slap? Was that last year? No, it was two, that was two years ago. I can't even remember how long that's been. Yeah, the Oscars was number twenty three. There was only one. I think about there. There were only two non-football sporting events outside of the Olympics that were in the top thirty last year. Both were the uh, NBA Finals games. Number twenty-eight was the Warriors Celtics game six. Number thirty was Warriors Celtics game five. The the, the, they f- to the top thirty. That's, that's, that's something that Adam Silver can actually claim for good since he's been in charge. Only one like television show had an episode. Actually, had two episodes in the top forty. They probably were following the Super Bowl too. No. Oh, usually I was gonna say those I could see that big ratings with the lead-ins. Yellowstone on a, Paramount had uh, episodes thirty-two and thirty-seven. But that's a streaming. Yeah, they were, I guess they took streaming numbers into account. They're like the NFL for their viewers. The NFL is 
Is pimping well, they, the, NFL the television gets, so bad we're going to eat streaming? Well, I mean, the NFL has a lot of <laughs> streaming viewers as well. That's that true, yeah. Nowadays, yeah. Yeah. So I was like Stranger Things in there maybe that they didn't have didn't break like some kind of record of downloads. No, a lot of a uh, lot of Yellowstone, a lot of uh, a few NCIS in there. That's Where, it. I no, it wouldn't have. I was going to say I was saying because I, I was going to say well, I wonder if, at one point during its prime if Game of Thrones made a made a push at the NFL, but that's also on HBO. So even with the I doubt it it, it, it ranked in the top ten anywhere. Yeah, pretty wild. But they they had a lot of watches I know in the middle of their prime, especially yeah. around the season four when I met. Pretty crazy. Uh, nothing makes me laugh more than when when they get to the, the, the veil and Arya laughs when she finds out her sister, her aunt's dead. <laughs> that, that is a good one. <laughs> when she starts laughing at the hound and all looking at her like, we just told her her aunt's dead. <laughs> I do also love the, uh, the tell Cersei I did. It was me. Oh, that's that's in season seven. That's maybe so good. One of the better parts of season yeah. seven, actually, yeah. I wanted to know it was me. I was like, oh. She was the best. All right, I tell you what, I've got this is, is going to be a trial by fire here. Are you ready for this? I can't wait. Okay, I would like to stop talking. <laughs> that ain't how people feel about me. Um, so I don't know how this is going to go, but I was going. So I'm going through as you were talking. I was also, you know, I'm doing two things at once over here, which is why I usually don't pay attention to what you say. It's fine. And I've, I've got some commercial breaks I'd set up for our, our high school games last year. I don't know how current these spots are, <laughs> but I say let's give it a go. Do you want to see Damon Bailey in person? <laughs> no, it's not that. I've, for the record, I've met Damon Bailey. Uh, Romeo Langford coming to town this weekend is New Albany. I went to uh, I went to an autograph session once, and I was in line to meet to get uh, Damon Bailey's autograph. And I looked over the line next to me is like three times as long, and I'm like. Okay, the only other person I knew that was doing the signing was Mashburn. He was yesterday, and I got that. I was, and this, you know, I'm like, you know, whatever, twelve or ten years old, whatever it was. And I'm like, but who's this in the line next to me? This line is like huge. And I'm like, finally, to the guy next to me, I'm like, hey, who's signing that table? He looked at me straight in the eyes, as honest can be, and go, Jamal Martinez. <laughs> I was like, no, seriously, who? He's like, Jamal Martinez. I'm like, but that's, but why is the line so long? That's hilarious. <laughs> And uh, best part is, is I got Bailey's autograph, and then I, I got it, and I'm, I go to, I'm in the bathroom, sitting in the stall, sitting there, and who comes next to me? Damon Bailey. Oh. <laughs> I got to stand up peeing next to Damon Bailey. He now runs a business with my, one of my friend's dads. Does he really? Yeah. His girlfriend was hot back then. I'm sure she was. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the other thing I remember. The few things I remember are the- yeah, it's is, pick of the state. Is the guy honestly telling me Jamal Martinez was worth the wait? Standing next to Damon Bailey YP and then seeing his girlfriend. All in that order, by the way. Hmm. Uh, quick piece of breaking news before we try to throw this to break. John Harbaugh has just announced that Lamar Jackson will not play Saturday against the Steelers. So that's a wrap on his 2023 regular season. Where, where does that stand with the Steelers? I wonder with the uh, playoff situation. I, I know that they, which I, I thought it was a crazy stat. I was listening to the radio uh, when their game was ending on Sunday. And I thought it was a crazy stat that they locked up, they guaranteed their – 20th consecutive non-losing season, which is sort of nuts. But That's I don't know. Insane. Like I think that they're it's a Lions fan. It's got it just doesn't seem like reality. Does it does. It? Like I heard it. I like, did like <laughs> a, I did like a quadruple take. I was like, there's no way that's right. Everybody has like five I losing mean, seasons in a row, right? Listen, I mean. I- I know Andy. I know that's, that ranks up to the Chiefs. I think he won what like seven straight AFC West or something titles. 
the Steelers, as of right now, are on the outside looking in. So they are, but they're very, like, this is a huge deal for them. They're one of three teams with a 9-7 and seven record fighting for that seventh spot in the playoffs. The Colts uh, will play the Texans. Well, that's the issue for, I guess, the Steelers, is the Colts and the Texans are playing each other, and they're both 9-7. and seven. Uh, The Steelers, you know, I guess they need to win, and I don't know how the tiebreakers work. I, mean, I guess technically no, I they could, because the Bills are also 10-6, and six, they could technically be tied with them. I think the, the Bills and Dolphins are playing for the AFC East this week. They are. But the, I guess so, the Bills. I don't know if there's a scenario where they could be ten and seven and get left out of the playoffs if they lose. Uh, but that's kind of wild. But the Ravens have clinched the number one seed. There's nothing for them to play for this weekend. It, Lamar Jackson probably has locked up the the MVP. So I, I get it. But hopefully he's not. I mean, he, now he's got two full weeks off. I do kind of wonder. He's, he's playing the best football of his season right now. These last few weeks, I, I do kind of I, I worry about him having a little bit of rust for that that playoff game in a couple of weeks. Does it keep you up at night? I mean, a little bit. Did you wake up in cold sweats? I I hate the Lamar narrative that's out there. I want him to, as much as I want the Lions to win the Super Bowl, like my hope for Lamar going to a Super Bowl this year at least is like right there behind him. Like I, I want him to flip that narrative on its head this year and play really well in the playoffs. I mean, I think the fact that Lamar, I like Lamar so much that it made me stop hating the Ravens. Yeah, same. I was be. not never a Ravens. I, I hate the Ravens because I looked at them as a team that got stolen out of Cleveland. Like It just annoyed me. Like I think I hated them more than some Cleveland fans did. Because it's just me being the you know the old school person that I am, I'm like you know it's the Browns. You know, it's, it's, I still remember watching the last game at Cleveland over at my, at my uncle's house in his basement, and them you know ripping up the seats at the old Cleveland Memorial and taking them with them. And and I just uh, I I never liked Baltimore and didn't. I mean they they were kind of what I like to call like when I play Madden there in the no fly zone. Like I'm never going to use them. I always want to play against them. I just want to beat them when I. Uh, I'm never going to use them on the game. Do you see the clip of uh, now? Now, now, I think I played a whole season with them one time. Do you see the clip of the, of the Dolphins player? He was on with uh, Channing Crowder, his, his radio show down there, and he was talking about how, like, when they played, you know, like Lamar over the weekend. There's a play where Lamar drops back, and I guess I didn't realize it when I was watching it live because I remember the play. But he drops back like he's going to throw the ball left-handed. Like he drops back, like his his right shoulder is facing the line, and then he flips. And throws an absolute dart to Zay Flowers for like a sixty-five yard touchdown, and the Dolphins cornerback is like, "It was a, uh, it was pretty dope." I, I, can't, <laughs> I, 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 I can't lie. He's like, he's like, I'm in, I'm in, you know, red zone coverage, and I'm like flipping there. I'm like, what is he doing? He's dropping back, and then he just hits us over the top to Zay Flowers for a huge touch. He's like, it was, it was pretty dope. He makes it look so effortlessly too, because he, he flips his wrist and he just, like you said, he just goes eighty miles or 80, 80 yards. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's good at football. There's no way around. I've it. heard that. Do you want to try to win back to back Heisman's? Are you going to try to throw it to break now? We're going to, well, we're going to play the music. Okay. Because, you know, I'd be damned if I put together a, a wild card Wednesday playlist and I'm not going to use it. At least I got five songs. I need one more technically. I was putting together the sixth song when they came running out to the car to tell me the, the system was down. So, uh, yeah, we're going to try to try, try to send this to break. Okay. Let's do it. We'll be right back. It's like watching Louisville play Virginia. Maybe like 15 it. seconds from now, here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961, The Big X. Like At McAllister's Deli, we know that great food is a foundation for any good... Like a stone, and I fell heavy into your arms. These days of dust, which we've known. 
will blow away. That went well, right? I mean, a couple spots were a little expired, but. So we are we are we doing commercials now? I mean, I'm trying to figure out what we're doing for the rest of the show. We were back to you know celebrating the uh, football team up in New Albany. I do like that you edited that recently. It's like it's gonna be a great season. <laughs> yeah, well, best I could come up with. <laughs> I had to cut out the coach's basketball coach's name of that because he retired this year. Jim Shane. Uh, and and I just get him to record two new spots. Blow above my pay grade. Um, and then I guess we had the, uh, the, the I don't think that Thor, I don't think they're doing 89 cent drinks anymore. Thor, so. Yeah, it was like two summers ago. I, think. I know. I was like, so if you're going there, like, I, I heard on the X. But the bad thing is, I think they're only 99 cents anyway. So it's like, like I want my dime. <laughs> so what do we do for the rest of the show? Are we, are we going to try to do normal breaks now starting at like 4.30 or? <sighs> um, I mean, we can, I've got some more breaks set up. Uh, these, so for the record, these are from last year's high school football broadcast. Scooch would run on Southern Indiana. Okay, like he 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 would run these commercials from his from his laptop. So I set up like all these two minute breaks for him. Um, you deserve is, to be paid extra, but today, by the way, who's that? You deserve to be paid extra. Okay, <laughs> woo! I get that dime. Somebody tip Trevor on his Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you have Venmo. So <laughs> I have Venmo. You do? Yes, you know that. Oh. Yeah, because I had listeners bend me. You, you, oh, that's right. For the, the and someone bend me like a dollar or something. My and wife. When I, when I didn't go, he was like, "Get my dollar back." So I sent him a dollar back. I was like, "Here you go, my bad." My wife did text during the break and thanked you for your your, your birthday song. Oh, you're welcome. I would I would have done the longer version if I'd known we weren't going to get any commercial breaks for that long. But I mean, it is. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, just uh, yeah, keep it going. Do we have like a press conference we can play or something? Should we hear Kenny Payne's 10 minute no. press conference from yesterday? I don't want to listen to the old Jordan's commercials. I did listen to the Kenny Payne press conference today. I didn't. Because I wanted it. Because I, I was. I, I said it yesterday on the show. It, it's the, you know, the first day back from the New Year's holiday after two weeks of you know, Christmas and celebrations and all this stuff. It, it's the biggest drag ass day of the year. Nobody wants to work. Everybody's like still feeling. You know, sleep deprived and hungover, and uh, here we go. And I knew it was bad because nobody reacted to the Kenny Payne press conference at all. Yeah. And typically, it doesn't matter if he says everything perfectly, like you know, which he never does. But like we're gonna, you're gonna have like four or five people just run with something and go nuts, and it's gonna spread like wildfire throughout the social media world. He does usually throw the gasoline on it himself, though, to a degree. He did, and like he said something at the very beginning where I was like, like, eh. but like besides that, it was basically. It was a harmless eight-minute press conference where he, you know, he he just kind of talked about the, like the only thing that, that sort of I thought could have made people mad if they were actually paying attention was him. Like he didn't seem to know how many days they had off. He's like, I think we had two or three days off, and I'm like, well, you probably should know this. And then he's like, you know, we got started, we had like three or four days where we had two a days. I'm not sure. I'm like, can you not give us what happened here? Over the, it's it's only been twelve days. Like you should you should be able to know this. Uh, but, actually, I don't think he. Does. But again, I was listening to it. And like I still, I was like, I don't. I don't I don't. I don't care at this point. I've been most trending. I, that's what I saw. Yeah. Oh, is that why you said it? Okay. Well, not really. I think it came up outside of that, but I did see that earlier. That's, that's, that's the only paid thing I have. I have other people be like, "You are you good on Zeal or something else?" I'm like, "Nope." Be happy I'm on Venmo. I got PayPal. Let's see what else is trending here. Since, since we have nothing else, thirty-four trillion is trending. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, apparently, that's our national debt. Hmm. People are complaining that now our, the kids have to pay it. Which is, is the Epstein list out? I love. I, love I, I started today. It's supposed to be out today. People are like, like, our kids are out to pay this debt. You mean the same generation didn't want to pay their student loans? 
I don't see that being paid off anytime soon, people. Uh, I don't pay off my student loan. I, didn't, I paid off mine. My my whole two year two year and a half I was there. I was which ranks almost with your law degree. Um, it's Oprah is trending because apparently she is safe from the Epstein list. How do we know it's not out? Then this list like from like t- how old is this list? By the way, it's from the the court case in twenty twenty two. Okay, so we're just waiting for like to be like released from the federal, yeah. the the records. No, basically a judge was like, "There's you know it was hidden by court order," and this judge was like, "There's no reason for this not to be public knowledge." It's like 150 names, and I just saw ABC News said if like there's been like a million I feel like times over the last 12 months like the list is coming out today. Or there have been fake lists that have been out. Oh. Like one fake list had Donovan Mitchell on it a few years ago, and I was like. Yeah. I was like, Donovan Mitchell wasn't even in the NBA when it's when, when this flight log has him going. I don't there. know if Donovan Mitchell was even like was he in like middle school maybe then? Like, well, yeah, the, the, yeah, because that list was supposedly from people that went there in 2016. I'm like, Donovan Mitchell was playing for Louisville. There's, there's. Well, didn't I, Ep, when did Epstein get? I thought he was arrested like in 2012 or something. I don't think it was that early. Oh, I thought I thought it was I want to like, say it was like 2018. I thought he, but I, okay, maybe I could be wrong because the suicide didn't happen that long after. It. Well, no, the suicide, but suicide came after the second arrest. I thought. Didn't he get arrested originally in like 2012, and then got busted again back in like 19? I thought the the, the stuff with like the the girls though, I think was only. Well, I think that's been going on for up into the 90s. Well, yeah, so, but yeah. I think that was the arrest was the 2019, 2018 one, whatever that was. Okay. Well, why is he famous? By the way, what did he do? Is he always oh, just like a financial dude, super rich? Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> not a great guy. Uh, you see, he was arrested. Yeah, he was arrested in 06 for for. Uh, the the child solicitations. Oh, he was. Yeah, but apparently he was. There was thirty four charges brought against him, but only found guilty on two. And still, if it's, I mean, I feel like that should be enough to get you in jail for a long time. Yeah, and it looks like then I guess he got released somehow. I don't know. There's so, when you look at his Wikipedia legal section, it's a little long. I'm <laughs> so, not shocked. It's kind of it's not something you can easily just like skim through very quickly. Even though we have obviously. Yeah, so this, yeah, the sex trafficking charges was the second criminal case of that under that same okay. uh, and that was in Ju- Ju- July of ni- uh, two thousand nineteen. Nineteen, okay. Yeah, and that's when he uh, commits uh, air quote suicide, but in some people's minds, I guess. And uh, yeah, so I did like the text yesterday. It was like, "What if Scoots is on the <laughs> <I> list?" <know. laughs> he did win the lottery at one point. I thought Scoots last night. I was like, I told him that he was like, I don't get it. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, is is there anyone that maybe knows less about current like events than me? Is Scoots? It's it's pretty bad. Like, I, like almost sometimes I look down. Like, not not a height joke here, but I look down at Scoots. I'm like, dude, come on, man. There were a couple of times where he was doing the show, like for the, the the two weeks in a row, where I would say something and everybody was like, "How does Scoots not know about this?" He was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Really?" I, I do that so you appreciate me more. Yeah, it, it, you'll be like, I need Trevor back. It definitely, it definitely <laughs> has that. But uh, yeah, that list is supposed to be out at some point today. Can we all just agree? Like, because we well, saw people, where Aaron Rodgers got in trouble for saying Jimmy Kimmel's on the list. Now, which he should if he's not. Kimmel's like, like, I'm suing you. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a pretty big thing. Like, you're, you're accusing somebody of being a pedophile. That's that, that's a pretty large. And he's doing it on ESPN. It's not like he's doing it on, you know, some like you know, rinky dink podcast or, or whatever. And it's Aaron Rodgers. He's got a pretty big voice. I mean, if if Jimmy Kimmel is on it, he should obviously be you know, shunned and taken off air and have every bad thing in the world happen to him. That's but if he's not, yeah. you know, he says I've never, I never even knew this guy. Like you can't just say stuff like that publicly. Like that just that's, it's, a, it's not a a small like whatever. Like Look, oh, he's he was friends with a bad politician. Like this is a, a terrible, terrible, awful human being. The worst of the worst. Can Scoot sue this guy that, that said he was on the list? 
Oh, good question. That's 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 what we're headed to. A text line getting sued. I I, I did. Well, cause I, I know reason I know is because I saw the Man Show. I forgot about. Did you watch the Man Show when it was out? I did. And I love I love how now people are like the on Carl Twitter. Malone thing. Well, not even just the Carl Malone, but just everything about the show. People are like, I can't believe this was on TV. It's so sick. I'm like, first of all, I don't know, say what you want about me. I thought the show was hilarious. I loved it. I used to. I mean, I watched it with the girl I was dating at the time, but she thought it was hilarious. But uh, yeah, obviously, when you look back twenty years later, it does look a little. And also, a lot of people on Twitter were like, "It's from the '90s." Like, no, that was early 2000s. Was it? Yeah, that was because I was I was living in Norburn, so that had to have been past 2000. I feel like it was like late '90s, early 2000s combined. Maybe it was '99 when it came out. It was, it was sometime around there. Yeah, I ended up watching like a couple episodes because like, because it got me on like on down the rabbit hole. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch one of these. I'm gonna stream an episode. Uh, just, Doesn't hold up as well, but it's still. I mean, I remember liking it when it first came out, and thinking it was funny, and then like I remember watching it like later. I, I never really watched it after like the first season or so, and like every now and then I flip it on because it'd be on Comedy Central well, late, and I'm like, eh. it came on. It was I think it was on the same block as Chappelle Show, was it? But I remember I was like that Chappelle Show and, and like and South Park were all like in that little block on Wednesday night. Well, maybe that was reruns because Chappelle Show got really big in like oh three oh four. I was in college when she But that was also, it's like, off. what, second or third? Well, no. Chappelle only did four years, didn't it? Yeah, I think it started in 03, because it ended when I was like, it's my, when it first got popular, when it first like st- aired, I was a freshman in college. Was, I watched the first one. So it, it had to be in awesome. 03, and then I think it like it, it ended before I was out of college. Yeah, Mantra, I guess, was, I just got texts from uh, my buddy J.J. Yates, so a shout out to him. Uh, he says 1999 to 2004. Okay, so there's a slight overlap. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was early 2000. I didn't. So, and then Chappelle Show, you said, was what, like 2000? I think it was 03 to 06. Okay. That sounds about right. I'm, are you sure? Is that really that late? Yeah. I, I remember vividly my freshman year of college, like, watching the first episodes. Because then, because everybody started doing the thing, like, that year, where we were like, yeah! Like, you, you couldn't go to any sporting <laughs> event where people wouldn't be like, okay! Like, it, it was, well, that it was, got a that, little bit that annoying. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, January of 03. Man, I'm not time. Then again, I guess you you your your memory's probably a little better than mine was at that point in time. Just in those years, those not, not, not anymore. That like ninety nine to like two thousand eight ish, kind of blurry. You know, that's that's my nineteen early my, my mid to late twenties. Okay, that's your Bertram got really into the sixties, and no one ever no one ever heard from him again. <laughs> like a lot of stories that I, that, you, that I tell that you're like they make you put your head your face in your hands, which while I can't see you, I know you're doing it. Yeah, uh, yesterday was, uh, you know. Uh, that, that, that happened in like 2002. <laughs> and then you told me more off air that I was like, oh my God. <laughs> that was, yeah. That, that's, that's, if you, if you ever want to support a, like an, an uncensored podcast from us, those are some of the stories you might get. Yeah, you say uh, something I'm like, I didn't know these things actually happened to people. I thought this was, like, I thought these were just like stuff that you only heard about that were made up for cinema. See, and that's why, that's why I, I always expect life to be like movies is because. Some of the things I've had happen in my life are like movies. I haven't seen a movie Even though now where I've met- a, a meth girl swallows her tooth while making out with somebody. First of all, I never said she was meth. Or just called her rock mouth. <laughs> to this, this day, and to God, I don't know her real name. I don't think I ever knew it. Well, I had to because I never called her rock mouth to her face. But I just I never I don't I don't remember her name to save my life. I would love a reality <laughs> show where like the, the the women that I've dated in my life have to like live with the women that you've dated in your life. <laughs> no, no, wait, no, because uh, well, no, I didn't date Rock. First of all, that wasn't a date. <laughs> that was, no, 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 no. Let's not let's not associate that. Don't lump me in with that Martian. <laughs> now I did I did date the, the graveyard girl, but. In fairness, I was 20 and she was like 25 and she could buy me alcohol and 
she let me get naked. So, I mean, I had I had reasons, okay? The best of the people tuning in who have no frame of reference, like, Graveyard Girl? What's he even talking? Rockmouth and Graveyard Girl. It's quite the lineup. Was he, like, he living a Ninja Turtles episode? Jesus Christ, this show's off the rails. Oh, man. Is 2024 going to be our worst year yet? I don't know about worse, but it might be our last. Might, this might be our last year. I don't know if we're going to get going. our last episode, bro. I know. Right, one, one quick story that I wanted to mention well, before we, do we get to the Thornton's text line. Oh, do you want to do that? Or do you want Did you want to try turning in the break here in a minute? I, w- I would love to go on the break. Did you use the bathroom maybe or something? Uh, yeah, I mean, we wouldn't hate it. <laughs> I mean, after hearing those stories, I figured you'd want to go there. Uh, I mean, we can go to 4.30 if you want to. I mean, we can get on schedule at that point, I guess. I, it's, up to, it's up to you, buddy. I, I, I mean, we only took one break the last hour, so. Right. I mean, you just you just let me know when you want to go. I did want to mention uh, last night, look, looking at some college basketball scores. The, the big story in women's basketball was Caitlin Clark. I don't know if you saw hit a buzzer beater yeah, for Iowa cool against Michigan. It was yeah. very cool. Like, and that was one of the games that was on Peacock, and people were streaming it and and all that stuff. But the bigger story to me was Grambling State. The Lady Tigers beat the College of Biblical Studies one hundred and fifty nine to eighteen. The 141-point victory now represents the largest margin of victory ever by a Division I women's basketball team in history. They started the game on a 34-0 run and did not let up. Now, Grambling State women's basketball is not like a powerhouse, too, so I, I would love to see footage of this game. They, they finally released the, foot, the, the, the footage of, I think it was... Uh, was it Grand Canyon or something that beat a team by 100 early this year in the, on the men's side? I was going to ask you that, that, that. You kind of stole my thunder a little bit there. I was just, and the footage was, it, it was like, it was like us playing against them. I mean, because when you always hear these blood, it's always in women's sports. Like, isn't it not? Usually well, more men's up, have had a few in recent years. But they've never been like, it's, it's like, it's like the TV ratings we're talking about. Like women's blowout, blowouts and women's games are like the, the football NFL then you have like the one men's game that's like one or two maybe makes in the top fifty. Like usually, the I mean, I mean how many times what, what, you say Grand Canyon? What, what is the record? I'm gonna you can Google it maybe, but I wonder what the record is for like biggest margin in college basketball in in the modern era, like post nineteen fifty maybe. I well, I know there's been one by over hundred points this year. I didn't. So. That's crazy. As you said that, that's that baffled me. I think I would have heard that at some point, right? Uh, North Dakota State. This is the game that I, I watched. This other they beat. Um, Oak Hills Christian, one hundred eight to fourteen. Why are all these religious schools the ones getting beat up so bad? I mean, I don't, I'm not going to make a joke. I'm just saying, you think? I mean, you think being the religious thing, they, they'd get you know they got on their side, right? To live is to suffer. You think you'd help at least one or two jump shots go in? I mean, is this is this one of those like the the footprints in the sand thing? Trev. <laughs> the largest margin of victory in a game. By a D1 team versus a D1 team, like like not playing Bible college school or an AI school, <laughs> yeah, yeah. is it actually happened just a couple of years ago. Okay. 2021, Texas beat New Orleans 131 to 36, <laughs> 95 points. Poor um, Urban Johnson. That same year, December of 2021, UCLA beat San Jose State 112 to 33. Where where was I for these scores? How did I, how did these go off my radar? Got really into the 60s. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious, I'm serious. Like, it's. I mean, that's just something like I guess that's something you think would be like one of the headlines on like Sports Center, right? I'm pretty sure it was that same year. Uh, Alabama beat Charleston Southern 109 to 32. Oregon beat McNeese 109 to 38. Hey, that's your school. They're, they're, they're rolling right now. Look how look how much Wade Wilson's turned them around. That's nice name. <laughs> he wasn't there. <laughs> we'll wait. <laughs> Whatever. 
Uh, but yeah, so there've been some pretty lopsided D one versus D one opponents. I think great. I just thought maybe they'd be on my on my radar more than I guess they were. I mean, I, I always I always think about when I hear like a hundred point game. I usually expect it to be you know something like Cheryl Miller scoring seventy five points or something. My open tabs right now are largest college basketball victory and Jeffrey Epstein timeline. <laughs> are they connected? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Uh, mine are a lot better. Mine are just Chappelle Show. Google Voice and uh, Twitter, and then the two music videos. The Thornton text line, by the way, is 502-414-1450. Please save us. Uh, we'll take some text now. Uh, on the Thornton text line, reminder, Thornton's hooking you, hooking you up with the best deals all 2024 long. Just download the Refreshing Rewards app to become a Refreshing Rewards program member. It will save you money at the pump and save you money inside anytime you stop in one of the area's 76,222 Thornton's locations. Just don't expect 89-cent fountain drink. Don't expect an 89-cent fountain drink. What do they sell the spicy chicken, though? Texter says, <laughs> and this is the age-old question. I feel like I've seen this come up every year for the last four or five. Maybe it happened before then, but I feel like just for whatever reason, it's become kind of a trend. But when should be the cutoff for saying Happy New Year? I say MLK Day is the cutoff point where you can no longer say it. I say today. You Last year, I do remember you saying it very early, and everybody was like, that's insane. I, I think that once First you First of all, get, I say Merry New Year. Well, that's also insane. You say Merry New Year? Merry New Year! Nobody says Merry New Year. Yeah, they do. You people say Happy Cameroon. Christmas? No, Merry New Year. It's what people in Cameroon say. Are you from Cameroon? No, it's some trading place. It's from trading places. Oh. When he, when he goes in the thing, and Eddie Murphy, he's like, Merry New Year! And the guy's like, Happy New Year. He's like, oh, ha, 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 I didn't get the reference. I'm okay, sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I feel like you get like a, I don't go as long. I think MLK Day is stretching it too long. That's it. Isn't that like the 20th? I think you get. I think when January hits, the second week of January, when you get to like January fourteenth, I think that's when you have to stop saying Happy New Year. Well, I mean, does all holidays get that kind of like leeway? Like, do you say Happy? I mean, Valentine's Day on like February eighteenth. No, but that's Valentine's Day is for one specific day. The New Year is celebrating the fact that we're ushering in an entirely new year. Yeah, but it should be for like one day, January first. So you only get to say Happy New Year on January first. Yeah, January 2nd, done. That's absurd. No, it's not. It's just, I mean, what do you want me to say happy? I mean, this is like having my buddy having his Christmas tree up in August. I mean, do you go out? You, you got you to gotta cut the this cord. Is like you, this, is, this is the exact same thing as you saying that your mid-40s is only when you're 45. Well, isn't it? I mean, I think that you get like 44, 46 could also be mid-40s. No, that would be early 40s and late 40s. <laughs> Math matters, Mike. <laughs> You're very literal on some of these and just not literal at all with the others. Well, I mean... It, I think you get a solid at least 10 days. Listen, I, I'm New old year. school, man. You, you, you young kids and your loosey-goosey rules, you know, Merry New Year all through the month or, you know... I don't think this is a new versus old thing. <laughs> am I going to call a boomer because I cut off saying Happy New Year on January 2nd? I don't think so. Okay. I think it's just weird. Uh I, I mean, say, how far do you say? I mean, do you go Merry Christmas at, on after Christmas? Well, no. Okay, Christmas is is over. It's one day. But you do say Merry Christmas leading up to Christmas. Sure. That, is that the that's the only holiday you do that for, right? It's a Christmas season. The Christmas season ends once Christmas is over. I mean, Christmas is, does have an entire month. It posts Thanksgiving. It's got like a month and a half, pretty much. Well, and it's swallowed up Thanksgiving. But you know how I feel about that. Texture says the football team needs to have a milk guy for Tyler Shuck. We need to make sure he's drinking his milk to be sure that his bones are strong, as injury prone as he is. We can't have a quarterback injury next year, anyways. Who on staff is your pick to be the milk guy? 
Well, don't we have the Dean's Milk thing that races? The chug? A, yeah, that, that runs around. The best. Let, the, let the chug do it. Yeah, just, just give, it to, give it to him. They still sponsor, right? Uh, I don't think so. No, okay. There was a, a little bit of news on the football front uh, as far as the transfer portal is concerned. We mentioned, I think when we were on the break, Jalen Kimber, cornerback from Florida, committed to Louisville, uh, a, a guy who started 11 games for the Gators last year. He's committed to Louisville right now, but he did say today that he's going to take a visit to Texas A&M. So, you know, <laughs> we beat A&M out for a, a transfer portal guy earlier with Thor Griffith. We've, uh, you know, we beat them out for a couple of guys the last couple of months. They're not trying to get one back on us. I do wonder if, if this, and maybe I'm just thinking too deeply about this, but if Jalen Kimber looking at other schools despite being committed is maybe a good sign that we're going to have good news on the Quincy Riley front relatively soon. It's a positive swing to it. I mean, I, I, from what I've heard, Riley was sort of leaning towards coming back, but nothing official. You know, they want to see what they could get nil wise. Now, it, but maybe you know, Jalen Kimber heard through the grapevine that Louisville's top corner was coming back. I still would think you would want to come in and compete for that second spot with Brownlee being gone and Storm Duck being gone. But maybe he wants to be the top guy somewhere. Who knows? He can only go pro at this point, though, right? Who Kimber? No, Riley. Well, he's I mean, not. He wasn't a senior, was he? Well, I mean, he is, but he's got the extra year. Like he, he can come back, but he, he could transfer if he wanted to. That's what that's what I mean. But post, he, he had to be a grad. Tra- he had to be a grad transfer to transfer past the January second cutoff of the the portal. Yeah, but I mean, he could transfer at some point moving forward. Like, like you know, you could he, he could enter the portal if you wanted to right now. I don't think I thought you couldn't. I thought that, that was the point of the but, cutoff date. But he's a graduate. Like he okay, I get it. Yeah, he's, he's got he's got I think one year of eligibility. That was what I was. Yeah, that's what I was leading to. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. I, I, but I think his his issue was it's going to be. He's an NFL or coming back guy, and we'll see. I mean, I think he the cornerback class in the NFL draft this season is really deep. That's been one of the early storylines. Uh, you know, as, as guys start to declare for the draft, so maybe he wants to come back and show out for a year and, and get some solid NIL and then be a first second round pick next year. Um, Texas says. I haven't even started looking at the mock draft for NFL yet. I don't even know what it looks like. Bears are the first pick. Uh, yeah, I guess they they still have the to be the Panthers, don't they? I think they locked it up last week. Apparently. They did, yeah. Good uh, trade there by Carolina. You think? <laughs> I feel like Panthers they're they're not going to get noticed as much because it's the Panthers, but I feel like they have the new Dan Snyder owner. <laughs> like, <laughs> would you see him throw the drink on the guy? Yeah, well, that just just look the way he's handled since he's bought the team off of Jeff, of Jerry Richardson. Like, uh, I mean, wait, didn't have to, he kind of buy Richardson died, but um, I mean, he's been he. He he he's he's gone through like two. He did the coaching change this year, which was kind of Snyder esque. Like, we're, you know, hire a guy and fire him ten games in. Who they had before that? I guess Rivera. He did let go Rivera, who had been you know successful there under his, the regime before him. He just kind of comes off kind of this kind of loony guy. I think you're right. And, and Panthers fans hate him. And they, I, I can understand why. And it's like now, I mean, it won't get, but it's not going to get recognized because it's not Washington. Like Washington is its name brand. Like it has. You know, it, it is what it is. Sure. And of course, you know, bringing in Spurrier and doing all that stuff when he first bought the team and Albert Haynesworth. Money well, they've signing. won titles. Like they've, yeah, they've they, been they, good they have time. tradition. Yeah, uh, where the Panthers are kind of you know, like lost. So it's not going to get. I don't think is, is magnified, but I feel like he's just like the new Daniel Snyder of the NFL. I think, it, I think that's probably probably a pretty solid take. Hopefully, without you know the off the issues, but then again, he's throwing drinks at people from so God knows yeah, what he's up to. He's trying. The CBS uh, Sports mock draft that came out today, by the way, has quarterbacks going with the, each of the first three picks. I mean, that would be what uh, Calvin Williams, Drake, Caleb, May, Caleb, Calvin, 
Ken Williams, Drake. I'm just going to do last names. May and uh, who's the third quarterback? Oh, uh, LSU kid. Yeah, Jaden Daniels. Yeah, Heisman winner. Who, but, who I, I love was like looked at as like a bust when he was at Arizona State and he gets to LSU and it's like, no, he's a Heisman winner, number three pick. He's, yeah, he's, he had a good year. He had pretty sure. good years at Arizona State, too. Maybe not They've the got the State. first non quarterback being selected as Marvin Harrison Jr., number four. Yeah, who goes to the Cardinals. I think he's. I would say right after that would be probably the, the lineman from Penn State, maybe. Um, they've got I think he's UCLA edge rusher, Latu Latu. Yeah, La, yeah, I know that. Yeah, he is. And then they've got uh, Jerzon Newton from Illinois, defensive line, yeah, going sixth. Tackle. Got these names. Uh, Alumiua Fashanu from Tennessee, going seventh. I'm not familiar with that. Joe Alt from Notre Dame, going eighth. Yeah, Very, that's an easy one. I thought the Penn State tackle was ranked higher than him, but I guess not. Kool-Aid McKinstry. Cornerback from Alabama, yeah. he's a beast, is going ninth overall. Malik Neighbors from LSU is going 10th. Um, Penix going 12th. Brock Bowers, the tight end from Georgia, going see, 13th. I, Penix I can see being in the second round. Bo Nix they've got going 14th. That's second round pick. There's no way Bo Nix goes no. in the first round, right? Those, no. those go, that Every time, every year you'll see the, the, they'll do the mock drafts and they'll have those second-tier quarterbacks going in those 10s and, and maybe early 20s, and they never do. They always end up going the second or third round. They have the Lions taking Jared Verse, the edge rusher from Florida State, who just completely dominated us. What, who do they have the Eagles taking, out of curiosity? Uh, they have the Eagles. What pick would the Eagles have We'd here? We'd be in the Let's mid-25. See. Right in front of us, actually, they've got you taking J.C. Latham, the tackle from Alabama. Okay. The one that uh, got blown up in the last play. Against- That's exactly right. Looked yeah. like he was hurt. Yep. It wasn't completely his fault. The snap was bad. but Terrible play call. Yeah, it was a weird play call, too, right, wasn't it? Awful play call. Like, you had like five timeouts also to call it, to, to come up with it. You know, you, know, you come up with just a, a single quarterback dive up the middle. Ridiculous. When, especially when a game where the center's been, like, hasn't snapped the ball properly probably the entire game. Absurd. Yeah. Very bad. I mean, that, that's the type of call that you make when you're about to retire, right? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Juicy. <laughs> Texture says Trevor said pop quiz hot shot. You can't go below 50 miles per hour or the Big X studio explodes. <laughs> I hope you know that reference. Of course. Okay. Shout out to Speed. <laughs> Speed 2, worst sequel ever? Speed 2 is bad. I mean, like we're, they put it on a boat. <laughs> I mean, Texas says, can you, drugs in that room. <laughs> can you please fake, uh, can you please improv fake commercials every 27 minutes on the show? Example, Thornton's bathrooms have the nicest needle exchanges of any gas stations. And so, no, we're not going to do that. I once stopped at a gas station uh, in in Las Vegas that had uh, as I was walking out, they had like one of those like um, dispensary things that you can throw like old needles in and stuff. I'm like, do they really? I kid you not. And I'm like, I was like, boy, this this can't be real, right? And I remember I went to the register and I had to ask the guy. I was like, you, you know, you have like one of those biohazard like trash things on the wall like, for needle, like like what kind of meth heads? He's like, no, it's just we have a lot of diabetics in the city. I'm like. Okay, sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Those diabetics all those track marks on their toes. <laughs> that's wild. Texture says, uh, what's the over-under if JJ and Dennis sit in the stands tonight? Also, this commercialist show is going to single-handedly crush the economy of New Albany. <laughs> uh, th- that was one Mayor of- Jeff Gahan here. Want to wish everybody in New Albany a happy new year, at least until today. That was one of the things listening to Kenny Payne's press conference that I kind of was like, oh, "Come on, man!" Like he was, he brought up JJ Trainer being being out because somebody asked about the, the status, and he was like, "JJ's getting close to being back. Dennis is still he's he's a little bit further away." And he was like, "You know, JJ 
that one of those things nobody likes to talk about. Those ten points and five rebounds we don't have. Nobody wants to talk about that though. And I was like, come on, man. Like just you know, don't like. Let's. He really, he really doesn't blame on the losses on the loss of. 10 I was points. like, let's not, let's not, let's not do this. Even if you genuinely think that is a, a huge loss, let's not, not the time. Not going to win any points. That's why we lost the UK because we lost. We didn't have that energy. JJ brought off the bench. Well, we would have only lost by nine. <laughs> well, he would have put up twenty in that game though. Clearly, I mean, because it's JJ. He's playing. He's playing above his head. Texas, in honor of Trevor watching Titanic, here's my latest tattoo. Is that is this person? Is this, I, I'm assuming that this, this person it looks like they've got both sides of the tattoo of the Titanic tattooed on their legs. Interesting. Is this real? Is this really you, or did you just find this on Google Images? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's something weird to get tattooed. Unless you're really into the Titanic. I mean. There's a shockingly large number of Titanic on legs tattoos on Google Images, but none of this may be a real listener's tattoo. Um, sorry, I was just getting a note from Glenn. I got distracted there for a second. Um, like if that was, what would be the weirdest thing you would get a tattoo of? I wouldn't get a weird tattoo. Well, like if you were like, given like I'm if I lost a, a bed or something. Yeah, like, like you lost a bed or like <laughs> I don't know. It's like the Man Show thing where they had the guy get the breast implants for like fifty thousand um, dollars. Like what would you? Because Titanic's an unusual tattoo, and I and listen. I'm all for. I've always had like a fascination with Titanic when I was a kid too, because I like had a book about it, and so the, I, I do enjoy the movie. You know all the side stuff away from it, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I could I could see getting a Titanic tattoo. Like, like would you get like an Amelia Earhart tattoo? No, think of her face on your tattoo. I kind of want you to get a tattoo of the Titanic now. Well, if Louisville wins, if Louisville makes the playoff next year in college football, will you get a Titanic? Yes, but tattoo? I'm not doing it like this guy. For, for, for will you call it the Brom Tannic? For visuals, this guy has the tattoo. He has the Titanic both on each leg. One says uh, RMS Titanic. The other says 1912. I'm only putting half on each leg. Like I'm doing post wreck Titanic tattoo. I'm gonna put like the one half on like uh, uh, on one side and the other half on the other. And like have like little like little dots of people like falling from it and stuff. How can we make this as bad as possible? <laughs> but I don't want it on my legs. I want it on my forearms. I want to draw. And that way, when I put my arms together, it looks like the ship's coming back together. Well, I kind of like that. <laughs> okay, see. Either that, or like it's a we have a picture of the the iceberg, and it says college football playoff, and then the Titanic, and it's going right for it, <laughs> <laughs> and the guy says. <laughs> Iceberg! Bra- Bromberg, straight ahead Bromberg. in a thought bubble. I want this to be the worst tattoo ever made. What was the, what was the tattoo of the, the Disney show? Not me, what Disney's Nickelodeon, where the kid had the uh, the, the hula dancer tattoo? Um, that Pete and Pete? Pete and Pete, of course, yeah. Okay, I, it was a little bit after my childhood time, so I vaguely remember it, but I don't. It's mighty strange. But didn't he have a tattoo? Yeah, like I mean, that's the kid's show where the kid had a tattoo where the, the hula dancer danced or jiggled when he... Hey Sandy, Polaris, great song. Is that what it was? It was the theme song? Okay. Hey Sandy. Yeah, no, he had. Yeah, he's like an eight-year-old with a tattoo. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's a pretty like out there tattoo. Like you, like uh, like I could see you get what, what was you could get the OC ta- something from the OC tattooed. I'd get Darkwing Duck. Tattooed. Darkwing Duck. <laughs> Texture says that's really him, and that is the Titanic split in half. Oh, that it split in half. It wasn't that long, was it? That's what she said. Yeah. I guess so. It's a wild tattoo. Yeah, that's that's insane. I think you need to get that. Not to miss, the other problem with tattoos with me is that, and I've gone over this, and you can relate. I, I, I I'm I'm very comfortable with I'm very covered in the body here, so like the tattoos are always going to look weird. Like if I got a tattoo of like 
a woman's face, it's going to look like she has a beard. You have to start shaving your chest. Oh, man. I did, did that once for a girl. Never again. I used to do it back in the day. <laughs> did you? Yeah. I did it once for for an ex-girlfriend. I was like, this is, I hate it. I, oh, man, it's so bad. I was like, I don't think this is worth it. It's like, yeah, I'm not worth it. I'm like, no. <laughs> so there it is. If we go to the playoff next year, Trevor's getting a Titanic tattoo. Established. Done. We have to, Do we win? No, we just have to go to the playoff. No, I, I need I need a I need a championship. We have to win the whole thing. If, okay, we, if, we, if we win the CFP, you're getting a t- Titanic tattoo, the Bromtanic, the Bromtanic, Jeff Tanic, Jeff Berg, straight ahead. <laughs> that just reminded me of the worst worst sequel ever, Titanic Two. It is yes. Look it up. It's out there. Was it, I saw it on DVD one day. It's like a, but it's like made by the fish, the same people. Like, is it officially licensed? Yeah, I know. No, yeah, James, James Cameron was like, I'm desperate for money. This this H has got me. Well, then it's not really a sequel. <laughs> I mean, but it's still a sequel. It's Titanic two. They built another boat and they call it Titanic. Which, by the way, at, there's places like in Europe that actually thought about. But it's doing not real. That. It's not based on a real story. Well, it's based on the Titanic. But it's Titanic too. Yeah, though. but you can say the same thing about the original Titanic. Other than the ship, nothing about it was real. But the ship, <laughs> the ship's a big part of it. It's quite literally the name of the movie. I guess there are there are real characters like the captain and the and the and the designer and then uh, they don't give him any credit. But the cook who survived because he got too drunk. They they show him throughout the movie during the sinking scene, but they never actually acknowledge him. He's a real person. Whatever happened to Fabrizio? We see him at the very beginning. I don't think we ever saw him. You ever see him die? Will I miss a U2, Fabrizio? Yeah, you talking about the, the, the Italian dude? Yeah. Yeah, he gets squashed by the uh, the the big pipe. Oh, does he? He's, yeah, because he, he takes the life jacket off the uh, the Irish dude to get shot. And he's trying to swim away, and then when the pipe uh, falls, it lands right on him. Horrible yeah. way to die. I found myself saying that a lot last night. Like, I was watching it again. I'm like, ooh, that's got to suck away to die. Like, two seconds later, I'm like, ooh, that's, that's even worse. Being on the Titanic <laughs> wouldn't have been a good time. It's like 10 seconds later, it's like, ooh, man, that... that that's even worse. Like, every moment like, got worse and worse for ways to die. We did see the site of the where the Titanic uh, left for its journey when we were in Ireland. Which, in Southampton? Which was pretty cool. Uh, was it Southampton or something? Uh, I don't remember where it was in Ireland. Somewhere in Northern Ireland. I, I, thought, I, thought, it left Clarny, in, I thought it left England. It was built in Ireland. Yeah, well, we saw where it left. It was, it, left it was in built in Belfast. Maybe it, that was it. Then. And left in, I thought it was South, like Southampton, New, uh, England. It, le- it left that port to head to New York. No, it left in Ireland. Oh, was it? Okay. Queenstown, Ireland. Dropped anchor. Ah. That, that's not where the, the people boarded it, though, was it? Uh, probably not. Okay. That's, maybe that's where I'm confusing it, then. Uh, all right. There, are we allowed to take a break? Uh, we can Is this t- possible? Um, he, I just got a note that says it may work at 3.30. Well, it's 4.30, so. Well, I think they're on Central Time. Okay. Well, that's so should I talk for two can, more minutes? Can we go like two more minutes and see what uh, happens? Yeah, sure. Just, just let me know. Do you want to read some text, maybe? Man, the YouTube camera we literally would just be great stre- for this. We literally just stretched a Titanic tattoo into 10 minutes. I don't think it was that long, but it was it, it was longer than it needed to be, <laughs> Some, for sure. Somebody's driving goes, it felt like it. <laughs> Texas says, UVA handily tonight, standing firm on not even watching this team unless they can at some point win of 2 of 4. If you can't reach that severely low bar, there's nothing for me to watch. This, the same guy texted in a couple weeks ago saying he won't watch this team play until they've won two of four games, which puts us... Have we won one of our, our last four games? Yeah, we, we won Pepperdine. So if they win this one, that's two of three, buddy. If they win, if they lose tonight, they still have another opportunity to make good on that by beating Pitt on Saturday at home. So if they beat Pitt, that's two of four. got to watch the Miami game. Ugh. God, this schedule is going to be... I'd almost rather get the Titanic tattoo. I mean, we got Virginia on the road tonight. Probably not going to go well. 
pit at home this weekend will probably go better, but still seems like not a win. But we I mean, away against Miami, home against NC State. Home against NC State may be our most winnable game of the month. I mean, look, you, look at this month, Trev. Virginia away, pit at home, ugh, Miami away, ugh. NC State at home, <laughs> North Carolina away, Wake Forest they've won eight in a row away, Duke home, Virginia home, Clemson away. Ken Palm gives us no better than a 29% chance to win any of these games. We could go 0 for January for sure here. For record, the record, I looked at Wake Forest schedule. They had, you talk about when beating nobody. They won't beat nobody in their streak. Yeah, they haven't, they, they haven't I think played they, like And then they teams. lost like to Georgia and somebody, other scrub was there, one of their two other. LSU beat them in overtime. That was a bad loss. Okay. And I think was, was, was that maybe it was I was looking at. Um, now, they did beat Vatek by like 35 points or something, who, look, we didn't, <laughs> we did not beat. By 35 points. I mean, I'm. By the way, are you still feeling confident we can beat Notre Dame after they beat Virginia? I don't, Trevor. I don't feel confident about anything. Okay. I don't, I don't know. What, confident is over, but always been an over. I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the better description of not maybe not confident? Uh, like safe place. Like I don't know. <laughs> it is the only game that Ken Palm has his favorite, and he still has this being winning that game 69-66 since it is at home. Let me ask you this. What have they done since they beat Virginia? I haven't even looked. I've noticed. Well, that was just on Saturday, so I don't think they, they probably haven't played. Oh, that's right. It was like for the holiday, yeah. Do you think, yes or no, do we win a road game this season? No. You think So you think we're going to go basically almost three full calendar years between road wins? Yes. We've got our road games this year. I mean, I, I guess I could have asked that before I said no, right? I mean, we do play, <laughs> like, we because we don't play Notre Dame on the road. They're the worst team in the, in the conference besides us. Yeah. We don't play Georgia Tech away from home, and they're the only other team in the 100s on Camp Palm. Besides, Florida State is also there. We have all those games are at home, so that's good for us, like winning. But it's not good for us snapping the streak. Our away games: Duke, not great; Virginia, not great; Pitt, eh. Boston College on February 13th. Eh. You know, it's, it's the classic Tuesday night nine o'clock BC game. Hmm. Maybe we got a shot there. Syracuse is not very good, but they. We'll probably beat us at home. I mean, if you beat BC and then BC, Clemson, uh, Wake, UNC, and Miami. That's not our, our away schedule is not easy in a normal year, let alone one where we're like eight hundred in the well, net. It's, it's actually not that hard if you're a decent team either. Well, but. Yeah, but we're not. We, we know where we are. So, Boston, where are we in the net? By the way, I haven't looked recently. The and the, the um, also uh, honorable mentions. We're one eighty one on Ken Palm, one eighty four on Ken Palm. The net we are ooh two fifty nine. One spot behind. Three and eight Prairie View out of the SWAC, one spot ahead of Texas A&M Corpus Christi out of the Southland. Prairie View, Prairie View, which is the team I always, always remembers because they, they held the record I think for like most consecutive losses. We're behind them now. Then they lose like four years in a row without a win. They did. Yeah, I remember. they're now better than us in basketball. <laughs> All right, let's so, try to so Boston College is our best chance at a row win. I right? think so. I, I would say yes. Which raises the question: If you beat BC at BC at nine o'clock on Tuesday and no one's there to see it, does it really happen? February thirteenth, Happy Valentine's Day to all of us potentially. Well, February fourteenth is Valentine's Day. I know, but it's the night. But it's the thirteenth is Mistress Day, right? That's yeah, that's side chick day. Side chick day, yeah. I was trying to be not. I was I was giving it the more polite version. I don't know if that's more polite. Let's take a break. <laughs> Let's try to. Here we go. Oh no, these this is fingers the, crossed. The the, the the automation's still down. This is going to be uh, the okay. like we're getting the old high school here again. Enjoy these old high school ads. We'll be right back here on fourteen fifty ninety six one. The Big X.
T.A. Jenkins and T.A. Jenkins Co. For a following scene She was making for the trades on the outside And the downhill run to Papa I miss the Mitch Craig ad. Nice hearing that. <laughs> People are like, we took a break from his voice and we're still getting it. Second opinion. You're very adamant. I love it. <laughs> it's not working for you. Call Mitch Craig. If you don't, bleep you. Who's the, who does the better, better fake radio voice, me or Scoots? Um, Scoots, I feel like it just sounds kind of like his normal voice. Is that what it is? Yeah. He tries, I mean, besides obviously the, the pun-heavy golf one. Where he's like, attention, pause. Because well, like, yeah. that's he, he, he gets a little cartoony there. But for but the most he, part, you guys just kind of sound like yourselves. I don't know. I've always been told I sound completely different, especially between like on air or like when I'm on the phone with people. You sound a little bit differently. Yeah, for, for sure. My favorite was when Rich would used to make fun of me because I'm, I'm bad about doing the pronoun game. I've talked to people. I'm just like, hey, what up, pimp? What up, player? You yeah. Know. Big dog. Big dog. Yeah. I'm just. <laughs> Most it's because I'm bad at remembering names. So. Have you seen the meme going around of Tiger Woods? I don't even know where it's from, but it's, he's going to give someone like to dap somebody up, and it just it's like the closed captioning's on, and it just says "big dog," and it's like me meeting my talking to my wife's best friend's husband at a dinner party. Like that's a hundred percent me all the time. <laughs> there was the old "How I Met Your Mother" scene when the uh, Marshall calls the machine, and Barney's like, "What up, Big Chief?" The thing is, he, I do. Did people- you call me my special work name? He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I do to people even when I do know their names. So like, nobody can I, figure. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm always like, what up, man? Like, yeah. I, do, I, I, I'm the same way. But I guess yeah, because because I would do it to cover up not knowing names. I do it as well when I do know names. Same. Yeah. It's hard. To, it's a hard trend to get out. Of. I, 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 player and pimp are two things I, I will say on on a regular basis. To somebody, I probably said to you today without thinking about it. You do it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I even enjoy realize. it because I haven't. I don't hear from anybody else. I has <laughs> and haven't really since 1998. I don't think. I had. To, <laughs> I used to have a guy I worked with. His, uh, his his name was Mike. His real name was Mike. Uh, but everybody just called him Dude Man because that's who he called everybody. Dude Man. He was. Yeah, he was. I, a, like I worked with him at Pizza Box the server. Uh, he would just walk. He'd be like, "What up, Dude Man? Hey, Dude Man." What's up, dude, man? And, and everybody called him dude, man, because he called everybody. He'd go up to the table like, what up, dude, man? Dude, man. Dude, man's a good one. I thought so, too. We've got uh, odds for the, even though the 2024 CFP championship has not been decided, we've already got odds from Bet Online to who's going to win college football's national title a year from now. And Louisville's going to do it. Louisville is getting odds. Yeah, baby. They are, let me see if I can count. It looks like they're tied for being the 20th choice. They they're getting a hundred to one odds. They are tied with two schools. Ooh, you're gonna like this. Auburn, not bad company to be in. No. And you know Auburn fans see that and they're like, well, and the Jeff Brown with the West Coast. Oh, Jet, Jet Fish in Arizona also getting a hundred to one odds. It looks like in terms of ACC teams, Florida State is getting the best odds at eighteen to one. Um, Notre Dame is not technically ACC, but they're getting. 28 to 1 odds. Clemson is getting 30 to 1 odds. And then the only other school in the conference, of course they are, Miami, is 75 to 1. I mean, Miami gets them every year, right? And, and they, you know, they'll be picked to finish third in the league <laughs> again next year, I'm sure. Slash, and, you know, yeah. it's, it's the same thing that they're going to get great players in the transfer portal, and then they're going to go 8 and 4. That's they end up getting, who did they end up getting a quarterback? Because they did get somebody, right? They, they um, fell short on most of the big names because Cam Ward ended up entering the draft. I saw Cam Ward, and which started the domino effect because then DJ Uyunglele was he was waiting to see what Cam Ward was going to do. To FSU. He committed to FSU like which, right after the Cam Ward felt, news broke. I felt like the Cam Ward surprised me a little bit. I assume he just didn't get the the money he wanted, 
But DJ going to Florida State, I thought was a given anyway. Miami has not gotten their new quarterback yet. I, I know oh. they because they were waiting on Cam Ward. They're looking at. I know they they went after um, the kid from oh god, what's his name from Ar- KJ Jefferson from Arkansas. Yeah, he, he bounced around a couple times. They're looking at him now, and there was somebody else who didn't the Liberty kid into the portal in some way, or does he? I don't know, but that didn't ring a bell to me. No, he's like he was a transfer from another big school, like Slater, I think his name was, or something. Maybe. Uh, well, KJ Jefferson, it looks like, is going to, just today, is going to UCF. So that's another option gone for Miami. Um, yeah, so they're kind of, it's kind of slim pickings now. Will Howard is still on the board, the kid from Kansas State. I hate talking about things in terms like this, but that's kind of the way it works. Caden Salter is his name. Caden Salter, okay. Uh, yeah, Jordan McLeod, looks like is Miami's offered him the James Madison quarterback who's in the por- portal. Malachi Nelson who was supposed to be the backup for the bowl game for USC when we played them, but he entered the portal. Now, he's at least a five-star kid. He is. He, he's a Not a, just a freshman. the other ones, yeah. Yeah, one of the nation's top quarterbacks of last year. He was the number five quarterback in the class and the number 12 overall prospect in the 2023 class, but uh, he hit the portal. Man, I mean, the pickings are slim. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's thin and out, for sure. I but, mean, I don't, I mean man, I don't, unless they had somebody. I thought I didn't know KJ Jefferson started Arkansas. I thought he transferred somewhere. Um so, I, yeah, I guess, I mean, who who is there? I guess they could also go with somebody on their staff already. But The Ja'Curry Brown kid who didn't wasn't eligible for the, the game that we played them when Tyler Van Dyke started, he announced that he's coming back. So he will return. Van Dyke, of course, is, is gone to Wisconsin. Yeah. Is that where he went? I couldn't remember. Yeah, which is kind of an odd fit, but you know, whatever. Wanted to come <laughs> here. That's okay. Uh, it's, it's a weird world we're living in right now. That's the way it goes. I mean, that's, that's Luke Fickle, too. Like, I, the guy who just won with Desmond Ritter, it just doesn't, like, Tyler Van Dyke and Desmond Ritter just don't like seem like the same quarterback. I wonder why you say that, Trevor. Because one sucks hmm. and one didn't. Hmm. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> is one a little bit more quarterbacky than the other to you? Well, I don't know. Tyler Van Dyke's a little. I mean, he's sneaky I think athletic. Desmond Ritter's more quarterbacky than Tyler. <laughs> he's Van sneaky athletic. Uh, let's take some text. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Yeah, Louisville getting a hundred to one odds to win the national title next year. I wish. We, I, I, want, I wish they would put out playoff odds of like. Just to make the playoff. By the way, the favorite I should say is Georgia at five to one. Alabama is the second choice at eleven to two. Then Ohio State at seven to one. Then Texas at nine to one, and then Michigan at ten to one. So, who do you think looking at that just is maybe the best odds for you? Good money. I mean, I feel like Georgia's a safe bet. Probably. Like, I feel like they probably were the best team this year. I mean, they, they get back back. They lose Browers, but they've got the the backup. They have like a five star, six star kid or whatever. It is kind of wild that Georgia. You know, all this talk about how. It's been since like the 1930s before anyone three-peated and all the teams that have had really good chances have all fallen flat on their face. They did exactly the same thing that, that Alabama did when they had a chance to repeat, you know, going 12-0, and seeming like they're a lock to at least be in the, and then losing in the, the conference championship game got them knocked out. So it's kind of the, the same exact thing. And I think everybody that year still felt like Bama probably was the best team. And I think people feel that way about Georgia right now, deservedly so. Um, but, you know. I want to put 100 bucks on Louisville at 101 odds. Are you going to do that? I mean, seems like a silly bet. I mean, it's sillier than any other bet I've made. Fair point. Okay, thank you. Texas says five zero two four one four fourteen fifty to get your mind off basketball. Which MLB team would you root for if both of you did not have the Reds and the Blue Jays as your favorite team? Now, does me saying the Reds? Count? I was going to say you're kind of a Reds guy in the NL. Yeah, that's, that would, that's kind of my NL team is the Reds. So I mean, now if I if I don't get that option. I mean, I don't know. 
I've never been in a Philly. Like, do you get this with Detroit? Like when you tell me you're a Lions fan, they're like, oh, do you like the Pistons? Do you like the the Tigers? Do you? Not really, honestly. See, I always always get that when I was people I'm an Eagles fan. They're like, oh, you must be a Phillies fan. I'm like, yeah. not really, no. I, I never really liked the Phillies. Um, honestly, this is going to sound weird. Like maybe the Cubs for me. Just, oh, God. And it's just, be, and it's just because. You're off the show. <laughs> Scoots, you're in. Well, I don't even know where he is. But, uh, and I say this only because. They, just because growing up on the WGN days of, of Harry Carey and watching the Cubs, it's kind of the only reason. Ugh. I mean, I, I kind of I, blew I, up I, in my mouth. I, I was a big Kirby Puckett guy when I was a kid with the Twins in their their run in the late eighties and early nineties. So I was kind of, but they that faded long ago. So I would cheer because I, I mean I, I did like I liked the Braves growing up because my dad was a Braves fan, but I, I do not like the Braves now. I hated them because they always bumped wrestling off of uh, Saturday night. I would cheer for uh, my second favorite team for a long time. Has has kind of I've always said has been the White Sox. Um, <laughs> well, we were destined to be rivals. I know. Over here. I like Paul Konerko was my favorite player for a long time. Um, I always just kind of you know, they were kind of like the, the underdogs, the you know, Comiskey, the South Side, all, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I always kind of liked them. They did play on TV a lot too. Their games were on during the afternoon a bunch. You, you were too young to remember the because fr- the, 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 they got so popular, especially with the with you know Dre and them wearing the Sox hats yeah. and. You know, you had Blackjack McDowell no, and Big Hurt. And, yeah, they, they were fun. But of course, yeah, they were fun to beat, too, in the ALCS, which is what Blue Jays did to them. But that's, that's probably one reason why I couldn't be a White Sox fan is because we had to play against them. I'd probably say Shy Sox or the Mariners. The Mariners are lovable losers. The, yeah. the John Boyce series on, on them was fantastic. They were Griffey, a lot of fun. I mean. Yeah, they were a big deal in the 90s as well. Yeah, that's 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 probably one right. They, I, I considered them as well. Um, but I feel like if I'm going to second team, I have to go into the other into the NL instead of staying in the AL, right? That's what I did. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, almost, sick, if I was picking somebody in the NL, I probably, like, I always kind of like the Padres. They're fun. I can see that, Petco yeah. Park is cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's, that's that's kind of a weird. Yeah, it's a tough question for me because especially with the fact that if I my easy answer is Cincinnati. Reds are finally making some moves. They got Frankie Montes uh, officially <laughs> yesterday. I saw that. I for sure I have no idea who that guy is. He's when been I, a big pitcher for a long time. Okay, well, I saw he, he, was, he was decent with the A's. He made like fifteen million dollars a year. You have to do. I, mean, I, I, I said this. And they, but the guy, his record I last year was like one same, and eight. I said this. <laughs> I said the exact same thing when we signed for the Twins. Be like, oh, I can't believe you paid him. You've got to overpay for pitch because nobody wants to pitch at Great American Ballpark. Where, where did that guy play gonna, last year? Uh, Montas. Yeah, he was the Yankees, with right. He was with the Yankees. He was with the A's for a long time before that. Uh, and he was good with he was pretty good with the A's. He was not great with the the Yankees, but good enough to I think you know throw some money at. I feel like because he, he didn't even play last year, I don't think did he? He got hurt. Yeah, that's why I remember kind of seeing that. That's why yeah, he's thirty years old. Well, I'm mean, signed to a one year deal. That's true. Yeah, we're trying to take advantage of this window. <laughs> I mean, again, like people don't want to pitch here. Especially when they're later in their career and they're trying to, you know, get like one last big deal out of this thing because the ballpark sucks. He is thirty seven, thirty five career. Now he does have a three point nine ERA, which Not is bad. in today's baseball is low. I mean, it's that's pretty good. So because sometimes you you can't look at win and loss records to determine as long as that shoulder's okay, it's worth the money. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, Reds have a lot of starting options. They the, the, the you know definitely a deep deep group. But they're gonna have to take some of these guys and probably get rid of them. They did have a couple good, yeah. Late, yeah that one, yeah, one his best year was was twenty one with the A's. He went thirteen and nine with a three three seven ERA. He played with the White Sox. There you go. I don't think I knew that. His rookie year was with the White Sox in two thousand fifteen. 
Texas, my favorite take was Rick Bozich talking about UofL's opportunities in a sagging ACC as though we're not at the bottom of the sag. <laughs> I didn't catch that, but yeah, they are. The, the, the league is bad, and we're... It sucks. I mean, this has to be. I don't know if I've made the comparison before, but remember when Kentucky a few years ago when they joined when they, when they, when the when Missouri and A and M joined the SEC and their division was so bad, like, like like you know Georgia wasn't what they are now. Florida was down for the first time. Tennessee was in those in those bad years, and they were kind of just starting to get momentum in the Mark Stoops era, and they ne- they didn't really take advantage. Like Missouri played in the conference championship game and, back you know, to back years, back to back years. South Carolina played in the conference championship game. Yeah. Like that had to have felt like a missed opportunity for them. Like that was their time because you knew Georgia. Was was going to get back. You assumed Florida was going to get back. You figured Tennessee was going to get back. I mean, it matters who they, the coach. I mean, obviously, because they're still bringing both the schools that can constantly still bring in recruits. Just got to hire the right coach. And I feel like that's kind of where we are right now in the ACC. Now, now granted, we're worse right now in basketball than they oh, were in yeah. football during those years. But like Duke and Carolina aren't. That they're fine, but they're not exactly the heavyweights that we expect them to be. Virginia's down. They look, they look like they're down a little bit this year. The whole league looks down, and we're. You know, <laughs> we're the anchor, weighing up. everybody down even more. Like we should be. You, you think with a the, the right coach, the right situation, this would be our time to kind of carry the be you know be the flagship for the 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 conference for once. And unfortunately, we're uh, we're looking at another ACC tournament Tuesday. <laughs> By the way, there's one like trend of my youth that I never I thought was stupid, even when it was popular, was sagging. I was yeah. I mean, I never understood the sagging phase. The the, the that's not that kids don't still do it, right? I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think so. I think the short shorts. And if they do, they just cause something different now. I mean, like I did. I would wear like the kind of we all did. We had like the kind of the longer basketball shorts. Well, that's just still wear though. Yeah, that's but uh, sagging is when you know your pants are like down below your underwear. I did have friends that would do that. They'd wear the jeans with like the. I'm like, why? Why? Why are you doing? Yeah, that? when they started making the underwear that was built into their pants to make it look like you're sagging, that's when you gotta be like, okay, this 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 can't be cool anymore, right? I never really got it. I I didn't either. Like my pants were like. If somebody thought I was doing it, it's just because my belt wasn't. I'm not a belt guy. I think I'm gonna switch to suspenders. I like suspenders. That's my one uh, demand for my for my wedding was I wanted to have suspenders. Is that is, that's like, it's okay, right? Does it, that's not like makes me like reach an age of too old, does it? No, I can see you being a suspenders guy. Like it's just yeah, because a belt like as a big guy, I can't get a good belt. Like to for like to for me, I have to like make the belt so tight. That it just like in Lee's marks, it's just not very comfortable. This should be your new 2024 thing. I'm gonna switch. You're a suspenders guy in 2024. Yeah, I think I am. How, how does one switch? Do I have to like take a test? Is this like converting religions? I think you just start wearing them. Okay. I want you to show up tomorrow in suspenders. I feel like I'm like like George taking switching to, 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 to religions. Do I like take a test? <laughs> do I cheat? Oh, you're gonna come in and be like, ah, I'm not sure about this. I don't know if you can pull off those suspenders. <laughs> Plus, I just want to be—I don't know—you got your like, thumbs in them. You're like flicking them, just making sure everybody notices. But if I get suspenders, I'm going to end up looking like like the the Colonel Sanders teacher off of Waterboy, right? I was thinking more of Jake and the Fat Man, but like, also I just want to be able to suspenders. I can I can grab them. I can do the little thing where I stretch. I don't know, no one can see me because YouTube gamers are here with your thumbs, and you like stretch them out. And you're like like oh no. Oh, Lordy, it's hot out here. Do you remember Jake and the Fat Man? I know Jake and the Fat Man. I didn't watch Jake and the Fat Man. Do you know who I'm talking about, though? The uh, I kind of think you need to wear suspenders and, and have a mustache this year. <laughs> I don't know why I'm picturing Roy from Wings. Uh, similar. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think I go, my mind goes to. I think you could do this. I think you could pull that look off. I think it would be a good one for you. 
Texter says, to be historically bad in terms of record is one thing, but as you noted, the schedule and the conference have been horrible. So not only is it historically bad, it's beyond historically bad. It's BHB. It Brandon, is. Brandon Huntley Hatfield? BHB. Well, that's not his. <laughs> oh, no, my bad. That's BHH. <laughs> I, we did like we put together the weakest non-conference schedule that that we've had in my lifetime, and I think we've, most people have had in a lifetime. Yeah, and and we are we won five games in that non-conference schedule. We also had the benefit of not playing in the ACC SEC Challenge, which took away what would have been a difficult game for us, and we replaced that with Pepperdine, who we did beat. We did get a we win. We did beat Pepperdine. So therefore, we kind of won our challenge game, right? Well, we hit the Mike Rutherford guarantee, which is all that really matters. We won five games. We're good. Uh, we lost our our only ACC game so far pretty handily. Kentucky beat the piss out of us as we all expected them to, and now we're going into a down ACC where everyone's like, "We, you know, this league sucks so bad. We might win three games or something in it." Uh, it's a sad state of affairs, and it gets going tonight. Can't wait. <laughs> Is there? Isn't there like an IU game night or two? I think probably. I hope they're not putting us on nine seventy for the pregame because I can't. Oh, I just, that's a, yeah, what time? The pregame starts at like five thirty, doesn't it? I can't talk normally about this. I I, I can't be like. You know, that pack line's going to open up some outside shots for Trey White, and he may, <laughs> he's due to knock down. I, mean, I, I can't do it today. I, like, I, can you, <laughs> I can't do it. Like if I'm going to be positive, i got go to Trevor's car for the next break. <laughs> Cannot do it. I'm sorry. Would love to. Can't. Let go to my car or let me be positive? Both. Texter okay. says, uh, could we get some big acts, big bets for college b-ball from time to time? We probably should do that. Yeah. Uh, okay, I know this, this might not shock people, but. Like I'm that you know how I am. I'm like I can't like do the back to back years, right? What do you mean? Like I, on back to back seasons. Like I, I like once football ends, I that's when I fully dive into basketball. Like short of Louisville, like I'm watching Louisville, I'm watching UK, but like getting into like the, the entire like world of college basketball, I have to wait till football's over. Mm. So like now is the time to get me like on my way up. And I <laughs> who's just who's just do play tonight at nine, which. Leads to me the whole automation system thing. I got to figure that out. <laughs> that's now I just realized that's going to be a pain in the rear end tonight. I'll give you a bet, but by the time we get to the end of the show, I'll give you a big X, big bet tonight. I had to look. I mean, I, I pulled St. John's last night. Yeah, you had St. John's. I took uh, Colorado State. We both. Dad Mata got thrown out of the game. Did he really? Yeah, he got tossed. I don't know what he got tossed for, but he, they just, I don't know whether St. John's shooting a free throw. Like, Mata, technical about He's gone. Man. Dad Mata just, he, his look as he was leaving looked like the kind of guy who was just like, I'm ready just to go. It's my bedtime. Like, seeing, I'm ready to get to bed. Seeing all the college, because I, I, I follow like one St. John's site, and I follow a bunch of Big East people on, on Twitter. And after every St. John's game, talking about how like their constant pressure is the difference in the game, it just makes me so sad. Like, it just, like, they play, I mean, I watched most of their game against UConn, which was a fantastic game, and a decent amount of when they played and. And, and lost to Dayton in their that early season tournament. Did not see. I think it was. I think it was Fordham was one of the game or something like that. I watched them. I've watched them play like four times this year now. And, and then you, the style is very like they don't have the the horses that we had certainly, but the style is exactly the same. Yeah, and it's so much more fun than what we watch. And it's just it, it works. It's he, like he's gonna. I don't know if they'll make the NCAA tournament this year. I know they'll flirt with it. I think uh, I think they'll make it. I wouldn't be shocked if they did. I'm, I'm telling you that that's they're gonna be a seven like seven eight or nine seed probably. You think so? I, I do, and I think they're gonna be a real nightmare for somebody in the second round. 
That I mean, th- their I mean, losses are. They're ten and four, are, two and one. In the, they're third in the Big East. Yeah, but they're well. I mean, two and one. But everybody's played two or well, three games. I know. Just, their losses, like Michigan's got a losing record now. It's that's no longer a good loss. It was Dayton's not going to be a tournament team unless they win the A10. Those are also two your first BC, four games. Well, okay, that one I can't. Agree. And they've got no real like huge wins so far. No, I mean and it was for me. It was the game I watched them play. I mean it's. They're also playing. Be- I mean, they're playing better defensively. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think they'll be good enough in the Big East, yeah. the, and the Big East is so good that they'll get like, in. That, that, that they'll be right there flirting with it if they don't get in. Um, but I mean, I think they'll finish in the top five, six of that conference, and that should be enough to get them in if they have the right combination of wins. So I was watching the game once, and I was telling a buddy, I was like, I feel like I'm moving like vicariously through St. St. John's this year. You're not alone. And then, then but also like, probably, I mean, I should say it's before five o'clock. We're gonna try like. I feel like St. John's definitely has a sign-up sheet only required for their cheerleading squad. Easy. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Texas we got to beat that. I'll have to give you that. Texas being a teacher after winter break is so tough. It's been a hard week. Can I get Trevor to recite his favorite poem in a British accent <laughs> if only he had cameo? My favorite poem? Yes. What's your favorite poem? Oh, it would have to be, um, oh, what was... Shall I compare thee to a winter's day? No, it's the one um, from the the, the the giving tree guy. Uh, what's his name? The bald dude with the beard. Shakespeare? No, <laughs> Shakespeare. Shel Silverstein? Yeah, it's that, that dude, yeah. The book with the, the attic book. With the head and the house on top of it on the cover. Isn't it called The Attic? I think it's called The Attic. I had that book as a kid. Loved that book. Uh, the light in the attic, right? That that sounds that right. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I had a book, the book, the the poem with the this should come as no shock to anyone that young Trevor found this hilarious and funny and the, his favorite poem in the book, but the one about the man with no pants. And I the, I know exactly. And the what illustration you're talking about. is the guy with his shirt and it's sticking out because you know he's excited. I, I can't recite it, but if you found it, I would read it and do it in a British accent. Well, I don't know if I can do British accent. Blimey, mate, wonker. Okay, I got a break. I love British. British accent's awesome. Like, I, I, I didn't date, but I kind of went out a couple times with this girl that had a British accent. We've, we've gone over the top. It, oh. didn't, it doesn't matter now. I, yeah, you're right. It doesn't matter. It kind of feels good. Uh, <laughs> that's how it was with her. Um, the British accent was awesome. I, I, I that, that definitely is my favorite accent. It gets, it goes six to midnight on me. It did. We're on break. No one got to hear me say that. <laughs> Okay, well, apparently we're at break. Mike, I'm going to meet you. All right. We'll be back. So apparently the commercials got fixed, I guess. Yeah, but I think it, they cut short, though. I think. That wasn't We won't acknowledge the, the, uh, the commercials cutting us off the top of the hour and I guess they did so they didn't get to hear your lovely I don't even know what you're talking about at that point but something happened the commercials work and people missed out on your last little like minute of talking well they they, is that what happened I guess well apparently the commercials were playing over me oh that's fine that's that's good but at the break also I was trying to find that poem that we were talking about do you remember what it was called wasn't it about like wet pants it was something about pants. I looked up, like, I found the poem for, I guess, A Light in the Attic, the actual, the title of the book. I want to, there's a, there's a book I'm going to buy. I might get this book. I think I want to buy this book now. Because I loved this book as a kid. I don't know, maybe it was because the the pictures I thought were always funny, and 
But my, my, I'll never forget my buddy. Uh, my, it was like the hard copy that my friend uh, Scott Brooks had, one of my best friends growing up. And like he had the, he had the hard copy of this house, and I, I'd, I'd read that thing all the time. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Do you, you want me to read the, the actual just one of them? Or, if you want to, sure. Let's see here. It's a light in the attic. Blimey. Blimey. <clears throat> There's a light in the attic. A light under the attic. Thought the house is dark and shuttered. I can see a flickering flutter. And I know what it's about. The poem, by the way, that you're thinking of, sorry to interrupt, is uh, the, the little boy and the old man. Is that... Which is not... <laughs> not exactly the poem that I would say is my Ooh. favorite poem on air. I just... I, I, I can't... Honestly, I don't remember the poem. I just remember the picture of the guy with his no pants, clearly excited, and his shirt like all the way out. That's, you're not making it any better. <laughs> Are you sure that's the name of that poem? The little boy and the old man. No, this is like the I forgot my pants or something. Said the little boy, sometimes I drop my spoon. Said the little old man, I do that too. The little boy whispered, I wet my pants. I do that too, laughed the little old man. Said the little boy, I often cry. The old man nodded, so do I. But worst of all, said the boy, it seems grown-ups don't pay attention to me. And he felt the warmth of a wrinkled old hand. I know what you mean, said the little old man. No, no, that's the one about. that's not the one about losing his pants. That's the only one I remember. Okay, yeah, that's that's no. The, the, I want the one where they got yeah. They, I gotta find it now somewhere. It's oh here it is. Okay, I, I found it. Okay, it's something missing. Okay, I remember I put on my socks. I remember I put on my shoes. I remember I put on my tie, that was painted, in beautiful purples and blues. Oh, I should have kept reading. I guess I remember I put on my coat. Well, I look perfectly grand at the dance. Yet I feel there's something I may have forgot. What what is it? What is it? His pants. his pants. He didn't put his pants on. Yeah. What a great start to this uh, I just, the hour. I, if you Google that picture, Google the picture of something missing. Like As like a eight-year-old, that was the funniest thing. I mean, it's, I mean I'm still giggling a little bit now, but yeah. That, that That's why I always remember that book. That and The Giving Tree, which was, always made me sad. Very sad. Did they ever make a movie after that book? Probably. I could see that the CGI net would be really cheesy nowadays. I'm though. sure it probably was. Yeah. All right, five o'clock hour here. The Mike Rutherford Show. We've had some technical difficulties today. It's gotten us thrown for a loop. We've just look. You know, what do you want me to say? We've been all over the place because <laughs> that's been a weird for the day. first uh, hour and however many minutes we weren't allowed to take breaks, so we just kind of rambled. Unlike most days where we're usually pointed and very focused and <laughs> regimented, this uh, this show has been a little bit off the rails. But we're here for the five o'clock hour, getting you ready for Louisville at Virginia. 7 o'clock tip-off, Charlottesville, ESPN2, 970 WGTK has the radio coverage. We're very, very excited to watch the cards back in action after a 13-day break. Trivia time. Ooh, trivia. So I said this yesterday, and I I was wrong. I I said that Louisville, the only place they've not won an ACC road game since joining the conference was Virginia. Of course, we famously, we've, we've never won. We play them every year. We've never beaten them in Charlottesville since joining the league. We do have we have beaten them one time in John Paul Jones Arena. I guess it, I don't know if that was the arena then, but in Charlottesville, we beat them there in 1990. There is another ACC team. That's that, a good Virginia that, team, probably. That we have not beaten on the road since we joined the conference. Who is it? Another ACC team we haven't. Yes, since joining the league in 2014-15, we've never beaten um, Virginia on the road, and we've also never beaten this team. Everybody else, we've won at least once on their home floor. Florida State's too easy of an answer, right? Florida State's not correct. That's on the, I feel like two on the nose. Uh, so, uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's not correct. Oh, crap. Um, David Padgett beat Notre Dame on the road. Did he? Okay. Of course he did, because David Padgett is the man. Um, 
I we beat North Wake Forest? Wake Forest is incorrect. Who is it? Who am I forgetting? Who Clemson. Ugh. The only other team that we've not – something about the Orange. Like maybe you brought that up last year, I think, maybe. I'm sure I did. Yeah. Because now, now I'm stringing a bell a little bit. Because we played them on the road last year and at home. Uh, we do play them on the road January 30th. And this is a good Clemson team right now. Um, they've only lost one time. That will be a tough uh, – that be a tough win to get, but it's out there. Maybe we, you know, maybe we can get something out of the season. We beat them last year. Maybe we can get – Snap that road losing streak in, in Clemson, South Carolina. But kind of a wild thing. Tonight, the Cards taking on Virginia. They are a 15 and a half point underdog at last check. Virginia coming off of a 22 point thumping on the road against Notre Dame. They've lost three games. All three of those losses have come by 22 points or more, but all three of them have been away from home. They are 8 0 this season at John Paul Jones Arena. Real quick, because I mean, we, you know, like I said, I don't need to give a full rundown of Virginia. If you're listening to this, you probably know what Virginia does well. They play the pack line defense. They play at a very, very slow pace. They do enter tonight's game ranked second nationally in scoring defense. They're allowing opponents to only score 56 points per game. They're third in turnovers per game. They only turn it over 8.8 uh, times per game. They're fifth in turnover margin. They don't foul a very lot, uh, a whole lot. They're ninth in assist to turnover ratio. They're 13th in field goal percentage defense. The only two players that we really need to highlight, I think, tonight, Reese Beekman, who preseason first team all ACC is averaging 13.1 points per game. He makes their offense go. He knows where everyone's supposed to be. He's averaging 2.2 steals per game, one of the best defensive players in, in all of college basketball, 5.5 assists per game. And then Isaac McNeely, who does what Tony Bennett players do, kind of doesn't do a whole lot as a freshman and then as a sophomore or as a junior ha- has this breakout season. He's the guy that I think will if someone's going to just kill us tonight, it's this guy because we suck at locating shooters and defending the perimeter oh, and he's a he's a 47.6% three-point shooter which ranks fourth nationally uh, in in back-to-back games earlier this season against Syracuse and someone else, he made 12 combined threes. He's made two or more triples in nine of uh, Virginia's 13 games this season. You've got to know where he is at all times. I'm sure we'll know where he is 10% of the time, and he'll probably get a, a decent amount of open looks, and that could be bad news for us tonight. Uh, it's, a, it's a Virginia team that shoots it pretty well, but especially shoots it well when they're wide open, and we love leaving guys just wide open. Just out of curiosity, what is the record for most threes hit by one player? Because it could be – I bring it up only because – They won't have enough possessions to come might, with that. It might be If they played at a faster play, pace, then there's a solid shot. I but, feel like Jeff Turner from LMU probably holds the record. I think he holds the record for college. I know he holds the record for NCAA tournament threes, I think, in a game. Really? Um, yeah, I always remember his name just because he's – he was the uh, the white dude just sat in the corner for LMU and would shoot threes like nonstop during that 90 run. Um is is me? I know. I know. Hey, we we, we don't most three pointers made in the game. By the way, is it's, it's tied between three people. Who is it? Jordan Lyons of Furman. Okay. Keith uh, Vanee of Marshall and Josh Williams of Moorhead State all hit 15 threes in a game. That's a lot of threes. That's a lot of threes. That's a lot of threes. Is there anyone that plays in a cooler stadium name or arena name than Virginia? John Paul Jones Arena is cool. I mean, the fact JPJ. That, the fact they named it after the basis for for Led Zeppelin is just awesome. Like, is there any other cool place <laughs> that's that cool that names like the that names their arena after a musician or like a, a celebrity? It's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. I can't think of any other ones like that. The most three point field goals in, in an NCAA tournament game. How about this? Are you ready? Is it not Jeff Turner? 
It's Jeff Fryer. Brett Fry- that's his name, Fryer. Loyola Marymount. Oh, I had his 11 name. 11. What a shock. In 1990, he also set the record for most field goal attempts, three-point attempts yeah. in a game. 22 in one game in 1989. Of course I got his last name wrong. Uh, second on the list is actually it's, it's Carson Edwards from Purdue, that famous Purdue-Virginia game. Oh, yeah. That went to overtime. He hit 10 threes in that game. What was Fryer's record? I missed yet because I was so shocked. 11. 11, okay. Made 11. He also held the record for most three-point attempts with 22 the year before. Unless you, if you said it, I missed it, so I'm going to say I got it right. Was it against Michigan? Uh, the game where he made the threes? Yeah. Or the game where it was he against Michigan? He made 11. It, was it against Michigan? It was against Michigan. The yeah. one. Uh, 49-115 game. When it comes to the 1990 tournament was my favorite tournament. I don't know why. I mean, it's just because. Great tournament. It's Yeah, it's just one of those. It was like the year that I just remember like sitting down and watching like, every game, like just religiously. That's how I felt about 97. And that's, and, and, I, I mean, I watched, you know, a little bit of 88, 89, like just. But I was like at that age where like in the middle of a game, I'd go out and play. Like, or, you know, like I, I, sure. I just kind of fade away. Like 90, in almost all sports, when I hit 10, was like when I just became like. I can't leave the house. Like I was same way with like the NFL a lot with the well the NBA was already like that just early on, but like yeah that was the tournament like you know that was also um, I guess that was LMU yeah in Arkansas I mean not LMU and I mean uh, UNLV Arkansas we lost to Ball State in, that, in the second a lot game. of offense yeah good tournament the record for most assists in a, in a game is Mark Wade for UNLV. You said that before. He said it in 1987 th- against Indiana in the Final Four. I think we. Uh, I think there was a new record. The Did it get broken? Yeah, I think because you said that, and then we looked it up. I, I told you it was wrong when I when we'd go on. No, it's still right. Eighteen assists. Eighteen. I was eighteen. Okay, I didn't have the number right. It was 1987 against Indiana. I know that they lost the game. Armand Gilliam was the best pro on that team. The I used to when we'd go on the trips. You know, the kids today before your smartphones and your your iPads. These kids. We had we had books. And we'd go, we'd go to Gulf Shores almost every year. My aunt and uncle would take me down there a lot. And my favorite book of all time was the Encyclopedia of Insulated Tournament, which was every tournament from 38 to 1990 because when that was the book was printed. And I would, I mean, I, I, I swear I had that book memorized from, from front to cover. Like I read that the entire way down there on the way back. I still have the book. It's not in very good shape. But, I mean, every, it has every tournament game and the box score of every game. So for a long time I had I'd know players, but I never knew their first name. I just know their their first letter, their first name. Uh, it had descriptions, like two page breakdown of all the whole tournament. It was a great book. Awesome. Right, I've got trivia for you. Okay, and then we'll, we'll move on. I promise. Uh, please. In the history of the NCAA tournament, since the the advent of the three point line, obviously, which is an there have only been seventeen players that have attempted at least five threes in, in an NCAA tournament game and have not missed any. Louisville is the only school with two players on that list. Can you name them? Given the years would be too easy. Um, they're both. Were they both under Denny Crum? No. So both under Patino? No. One was under Mac. No. <laughs> There's another option out there. <laughs> Think really hard about what you just said. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm trying to. I don't remember making the tournament. <laughs> We had two coaches in the last thirty years. Yes, and it, it, it like one of them could have been under one, and one of them could have been under the other. Okay, I, I'm just going to I'll say Reese Gaines is one. No. Okay. Uh, one should be obvious, man. Brian Kaiser. No. Who is it? Luke Hancock in the national championship game. Oh, God. Stupid, 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 stupid. He went five for five, and then yeah, he hit four in a row for God's sake. He did, and, and then Dwayne Morton. In the 1994 NCAA tournament against Minnesota, 
I wouldn't remember playing Minnesota '94. Because it who did we lose to '94? That would have been that was the Arizona Arizona game. Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, the Rogier not just giving up at halftime. Everybody yeah. kind of giving up. Yeah, that that was that I fell asleep. I remember I fell asleep for like five minutes left in that game. I was so I was so mad. He scored twenty six of our sixty points in that game. Was seven of seven from the field, five of five from the three point line. Hell of an effort for me. Our only double figure scorer in that game. He was probably one of my favorites as a kid too. I was a big. I, I was a big Dwayne Martin. Fan. I was a big Minor and Morton guy. Love yeah. the Eminem boys. Yep. Uh, Thornton sex lines five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. If you've got thoughts on the game against Virginia tonight, that's fine. If you've got thoughts on something else, that's even better. So we welcome all of your texts at five zero two four one four. I just like the texture inspired me to buy a book on Amazon today. What'd you buy? I'm gonna buy the, the Lightning Attic. Oh, I'm gonna buy. I want. I don't want the hardcover, but I want the old school hardcover. I'll pay extra for the old school hardcover. Like, is that like buying like a first edition? Which I never understood what makes a first edition like special. I don't know. Texture says going back to your t- talk about the last time Louisville won a road game, the average price of gas the week of January third, twenty twenty two, was three twenty eight. <laughs> it's three oh nine as of today. <laughs> The number one movie was Spider-Man No Way Home. Currently, it's Wonka. Are you going to watch that Wonka crap? No. That movie looks so horrible. I think Timothy Chalamet is a really good actor. I'm not going to watch it. That movie looks... I mean, just, it feels like it's just so forced. Like corky, just forcing the corkiness to be corky. It's annoying me. Texas says, TK is rambling in circles trying to remember if he's on Mike's side of the Lions ref rant or against it. I, I think you do kind of forget which side of arguments you are on sometimes. Uh, yeah, it happens. It does. And I black out in the middle of a middle rant, too. And it's fun. There's been times where I'll just at the, at the end, I'll be like, what was I talking about? Texas says, Trevor, you have to talk about basketball at some point. Just take your medicine. What? Like, this is going to be a three-month struggle. <laughs> You're just going to be like, no. <laughs> I'm preparing you for life for three-year-old John over here. That's what I'm doing. Right now. I actually am going to sit down and watch all of the Fast and Furious movies back to back and talk about them for an hour each. It's like February second after we've lost eleven games in a row in conference. For the record, I've only seen one Fast and Furious. I've only seen the very first one. I, and the only reason I watched it was because I had a bet with Doster that like he had to watch Rocky if I watched Fast and Furious because he'd never seen Rocky. Mm. And I was like, you got to watch Rocky. So we did this thing exactly where you, on the same plane. Like the very next, so the next week to make sure we watched it, Yates, my producer at the time, would ask had, had trivia questions for us, and I, I want to say I, I won the trivia. I could be wrong though, but Fast and Furious. So Fast and Furious, the first the one, one was I've like seen. really popular when we were in high school, and my wife once admitted to me a few years ago that like she got she saw it and she wanted to like trick out her Volvo. Like she's like, I want to get. She's like, I want to get lines. I'm like, you never should have told me this. I'm gonna bring this up every time I think about that movie for the rest of my life, and I have. I just think of the end of Gran Torino when he leaves the car in the will. Yes, <laughs> that's what I based on. <laughs> I was never into the whole adding stuff to my car thing. Most of my most of my I mean, is taking away from like accidents and stuff. Oh yeah, I've never put it. I've way. never put like a spinner, like rims, and I drove a Chevy Lumina. I had a I had a buddy in high school that that drove like one like sixty two olds. It was like jalopy one and he put like rims on it and put like the big base system in the trunk. We took that car to Miami, by the way. Nice. Yeah, we just one day we were like, you know, let's go to Miami. We had no money. I had a gas card. I was like, let's go. We drove to, we drove straight to Miami, stayed the night, slept in the car, and drove back the next day. Cool. Yeah, that's our story. That's My nice. buddy slept on the beach. I didn't. I slept in the car. I was like, good luck. Texas, I would like to thank the NFL for assigning the officials from the Dallas-Detroit game to work the Miami-Buffalo game. <laughs> My fins are now screwed. Or maybe they're going to benefit from a terrible call. 
You I never like, know. I think Buffalo would get the benefit of the, the calls in that type I think of you're about 100%. And yeah. that's, yeah, that's the, the conspiracy. Miami's banged up, though. Texas says, what if Mike's on the list? Ooh. Ooh. Be bad news for me. I'm not, I'm, I don't have to worry about this because I've learned in my life I never make the list. <laughs> How many times have I been like I'm on the list? Is the list out? Is, is it out? I, I mean, I keep, keep people keep saying it's coming today. Okay, so far my top four trendings are yeah, nothing. Shut it down. Savannah James, Netflix or Tubi, and Julian Fleming, who's the wide receiver. Did he pick somewhere? Did he transfer? Go pro. Uh, he's committed to Penn State. That's a nice pull. Nice, nice. Yeah, he's a big time recruit. Former big time recruit. What is Tubi? I don't know. I, it was that. I think it was the app for oh. that was popular for a little bit. Okay. Can agree that like. If, if, if people on the list, like if it's legit, I mean, everyone will try to backtrack, but like I, I would hope that neither political side will like defend, like you know. Well, no, they're not going to defend it. They're just going to point at the other side. Well, like, can we all just agree that like, everybody was bad? Like, if, if Trump and Clinton are on there, we should both be like, hey, these guys suck. Like, they, they it shouldn't be like, hey, hey, Clinton's okay, but Trump's terrible, or vice I mean, versa. Clinton and Trump are on there. I don't think anybody should be shocked. First of all, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I did the shock of seeing Clinton. I can't believe Clinton's on. Like, really? Do we not remember Bill? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, that, that's the, the, the love of, when you want like pure hypocrisy in politics, look at the like the Republicans who yell at, Trump, at Clinton and the Democrats who yell at Trump when they're like, dude, they're kind of two, one and two in the same pot. I would like bit. to think that if if either side is like, okay, as much as like there's some hero worship in politics nowadays, especially I think when it comes to Trump, I would like to think that most people would be like, yeah, okay, like no more. Like I may have liked him as a president, but I can't. I'm curious. Uh, I wonder, Who knows? I don't know. I, will I, there be Will there be one name on the list that shocks everybody that like, completely gets somebody canceled? Like you, like out of left field. I don't know, Trevor. Like I mean, Joel Olstein's on the list or something. That wouldn't. <laughs> that kind of wouldn't shock me either, to be honest with you. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Texter says, uh, speaking of not moving on, no scoots. You can't sue this guy for saying he's on the list when it's a clear attempt at a joke. Signed, your resident lawyer. Also says, when you look up white male privilege, the picture is scoots. <laughs> That's no way. He. He doesn't. He doesn't check the box of privileged. <laughs> Texas, my employer occasionally sends out an email raffling off U of L and UK tickets. Today, we got an email raffling off Bellarmine and UK tickets. <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. Jeez, that's bad. It just, did it below it say a note? If you want the U of L tickets, they're in the they're in the uh, they're in the uh, the kitchen. Help yourself. Good lord. <laughs> I did see like the the AI pictures have been like it's kind of becoming. Like, I'm already tired of the meme. Like just everyone generating quick AI pictures. The one that did make me laugh though was the Christmas. There was one of like a Christmas, a family opening presents on Christmas morning, and it was a little kid opening tickets that opening a box that said U of L tickets. I've seen that. And he's like crying, and like the whole family's flicking him off. It was the middle fingers that made me laugh the, the, the hardest. That like you the, got, he was holding tickets in my version. I got he was holding the jersey. I, no, I had tickets. And it said U of LOL tickets, which is a terrible old joke. But like that part, like uh, you know, I've seen stuff like that before. That did, didn't make, but the, the whole like the parents like flicking him off as as it was happening. That did make me laugh. I enjoyed yeah, it. it. The part is, yeah, I can I can accept uh, self deprecation when it's good creativeness. Don't get that too often though. Sometimes Texas says that show started after Trevor started his ACT and ended before he finished his ACT thirty years later. <laughs> what show I don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, from four o'clock. What show were we talking about at four? We're talking about the Man Show, right? Yeah, maybe like Chappelle right. and stuff. Texas, we need a docu-series on Trevor's ex-lovers and where they are now. So this has been brought up before. <laughs> and I, I said, like, a, 
one in in the summer. This is perfect, like mid July type thing. We take a week or basketball season. <laughs> every show, every day is dedicated to one of Trevor's ex girlfriends. I don't want to put on my blast. We, well, no, we're gonna bring them in. They're gonna tell their side of the story. Oh, good lord! It's not just you telling stories about them. It's them coming in and telling us like, like you know, we're only getting your side of what happened. I want to hear what grave, uh, what grave digger girl had to say about you. Mac truck. Grave digger. No one beats the grave digger. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Grave digger versus rock mouth. <laughs> Ooh, that would have been a good match. It's I- radio unlike any other. <laughs> Don't forget British accent in there. British accent girl. <laughs> And now She's actually Indian, but yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie girl. <laughs> you can't even remember her name. <laughs> uh, and didn't you have like one that's kind of like normal? Like, yeah, the one like, I did for like 10 years. Like, yeah. And Kelsey. Yeah, we were together almost a decade, yeah. That was the last something real relationship I had ever since then. It's been pretty much just hookups. I would up. love to have her on the show. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm bringing that one up. That one still hurts a little bit. Texas, would you trust Kenny Payne to babysit your kids? <laughs> no. <laughs> would you if you had you had to leave your kids with either me or Kenny Payne? Who would you pick? Kenny Payne. Oh, seriously, dude, come on. Yes, Kenny Payne. I, I don't know why I just looked at the wall like I'm looking at you. I'm like, really? <laughs> I looked over at the wall and said, "You're next to me." I no, come on. You all have both said some alarming things in my presence. I mean, come on. I, I think that Kenny Payne would keep my kids alive. I, no. I feel more confident with him. No, he would lose them. He turns. You know, he turnovers that guy. He gets in his team. You'd get home. You're like, where's the kids? Like, I, I turned it over. Lost them. We were playing hide and seek. I don't know where they went. They tricked me. Not just Kenny Payne. Me personally, I would have fun because I, I know can, you'd have fun. I can get into Virginia's mindset. Before I come in the house, since you know you, you can't have it in the house, so I'll get in there before I get in there. We'll have a good time watching Frozen. We'll play. I can't, you know, get a, move up and down like I used to, but we we can do. We'll have a good time. Bad father. Texter says, I'm "So I'm mad at you now. I don't care." <laughs> Mike, do yourself a favor and your family a favor and watch Chicken Run Two on Netflix. Good movie, and the main song is a jam. I've never seen, will I be lost if I haven't seen Chicken Run 1? <laughs> I don't even know about Chicken Run. I do know of Chicken Run. I think I've seen bits and pieces of it. I think that what came out when Taylor was a kid. Um, so I think I have set through a little bit of it, but I didn't. I don't know anything about the second one. My buddy just texted me and said the difference is the kids would babysit Trevor. <laughs> no, they <laughs> Hey, Virginia, do you know how to, you know how to, to make toast? <laughs> how long do you put in a hot pocket for? Texas, whose side are you on in the Hurley versus Patino feud? It originated over a disagreement over whether Gonzaga should join the Big East, and now Patino is moving all future St. John's UConn games to Carnesec Arena instead of MSG. I did hear him say that, and I thought it was very funny. Uh, I mean, Hurley is kind of like a, a young Patino. I was thinking the same thing. I can yeah. see that. Like, like These are the types of guys that Patino butts heads with. It's basically what started the whole Patino-Calipari feud was that they were so similar. and Oh, they're identical. Yeah, and, and people thought of Cal as like a young Rick and, and all this stuff. And Patino, once Cal started having success, like it was fine when, when Cal was a, a plane below him. But then when Cal started having success, Rick was like, no, I don't want any part of that. Like Hurley is... He comes from the same area of the country. He comes from deep basketball roots. He's, I think, certifiably insane when it comes to basketball, just like Rick is. Um, and they clearly know what they're doing, both of them. So it, it, like, this was the most easily predictable feud of all time 
when Patino joined a conference, a team that's in the Big East Conference. But I do love him being like, we're not playing them at MSG anymore. We're playing them at Carnesecca Arena. Um, you know, whatever. I mean, I would have no problem with, with Gonzaga joining the Big East if I'm one of their coaches. You know, the conference is fine as is. Gonzaga would only make them stronger. The The road trip would suck, but you could just treat it as like a sort of like a non-conference deal, a chance to see the West Coast, recruiting opportunity, whatever you want to do. Um, but Spokane's I, a beautiful place out here. It is. I, I'm not shocked at all that those two are butting heads, but I'll take Rick's back. I'm always taking Rick's back. Texas, oh, hell no. You do not jinx our football program by getting a tattoo <laughs> of a sinking ship. Are you too crazy? He's got a point there. What are you trying to do? You're comparing, you, you just compared our football program to an iceberg that sunk. Well, you said you would get one. Yeah, but then you made the connection to the football team. I was just getting a cool well, ship. Well, I said you would get a tattoo if we made the playoff, and then you were like, I'll do the Titanic. Yeah, I mean, then, but you were, you, then you want to call it the Bromberg. Well, yeah, Bromberg straight ahead. <laughs> but we're on a collision course. <laughs> the goal is to hit the iceberg in this case. It's why it's a bad tattoo. <laughs> no. No, bad. You're, see, this is why I should be babysitting the kids, not you. Who's watching the kids tonight when you marry go out? Uh, they're coming with us. No. I can watch them. You want me to come over? No. You there? <laughs> no. <laughs> you wouldn't even let me in the house when I did come over. Uh, yeah. Well, we had COVID. <laughs> sure you did. It was 19, 2019. <laughs> yeah. Texas, this is why I talk about you just not knowing or understanding football. You really think they called a QB dive? It was an RPO. No, it wasn't. The QB had a swing pass. The they said it was a QB dive. Both. Yeah, there was no. Yeah. the RPO. There was no attempt to hand to the running back. Or yeah, there, there was no P. It no, was just, it was just a RO. Saban said they called the quarterback run through the heart of Michigan's yeah. defense, which was snuffed out. They called three plays. But they changed everyone with the timeout. It was not an RPO. It was a straight dive for sure. You don't know anything about football. It was not an RPO. You're dumb. Texture says, that's really me. That's the Titanic. Oh, that's, we already read the, the guy with the Titanic tattoo. Texas, welcome to the OC, Trevor. My curiosity with the dentist injury is he's 19, right? Do we need to upgrade our trainers? Missing those 10 JJ points, man. The, talking about the OC like the show? That was one of the lines. Was when he says, welcome to the OC, B word. It's oh. not, it gets punched. Ryan does. Classic first episode. <laughs> I take your word for that. Incredible pilot. <laughs> Texas, my God, Trevor would be the worst tattoo customer, asking questions constantly, trying to take smoke breaks every 15 minutes, DoorDash drivers constantly showing up. It'd take him forever to get finished. I feel like you probably have a small threshold for pain. No, actually, that's that's incredible. I do have a decent threshold. Really? Yeah. I I mean, I'm, I know a lot of people probably say that, but um, I mean, I I mean, if I can sit through four root canals in, in a row without you know pain medicine, I think I can do it. Um, yeah, I just I I just. My issue with tattoos is just that I'm just I I'm always like just wanting, I think I'm gonna change my mind. That's why I don't want to get a tattoo. That, so you've thought about it before. I mean, I I've heavily considered getting. I I wanted the old school eagles tattoo, the the you know the, the old school eagle bird with the wings out, uh, and then the old school you know standing cardinal bird as well. Like those are two. I mean, that's my loyalty for sports is where I wanted. That's the only thing I could think I could get that I wouldn't be like a month later being like, why did I do that? You know what? I, between that and having to do the whole, you know, shaving thing, just, you know, body hair, I don't, I, I just, yeah, that's the only reason I don't get tattoos, because I'm just too inconsistent. I change my mind too much. Have, so have you ever come, like, close? You, like, decide on it, like, I'm going to do it, and then you just back uh, years, out? Yeah, and then just, I get crap for this still, and I deserve it, but 
I don't know, 2015, 14, or no, before this, like in the in my early 20s, I always said if I'm going to get a tattoo, I'll do it when the, if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, I'll get it, or if Louisville wins the championship, I'll get it. And of course, Louisville won the title, and I didn't get it. Tino got it. I didn't. <laughs> Did not make me look any better, by the way. Uh, and I still to this day haven't gotten it, but. I did. I did say that back in my twenties. Is that would that would be my only goal? Would be if they did that, I would do it. All right, let's take our last break since we can do that now. What about uh, you? Would you ever get tattooed for any reason? It would have to be like something that means like a lot to me. Like you know, like would you get like a like if Mary told you to get tattooed like with her name on her name? Would you tattoo her, get a tattoo of her name? I mean, no. I hope she's not listening. For her birthday, would you do it for her birthday? No. I mean, and she would never ask me to do. It. If she did, it'd be weird. And I guess I would do it, but I, I, don't, I don't think that would ever happen. Yeah. But if it, it would be like, you know, like it, if I lost somebody, it would be like, you know, a, a date or something like that. I, I, the, the only tattoos that I think like I can see myself doing that I do think are kind of cool are when people, when they lose loved ones and they'll get like something that they had written in, in like the, the lost person's handwriting and they'll get it tattooed like that. Like I think always think those are pretty special. What about like the children thing? Like I know uh, AJ Lee, who's a, 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 I mean, uh, AJ Styles, the wrestler in, in WWE, has like, Noticeable tattoo of three dates written on his, like his, his rib cage. It's his three children's birth dates. Like if I got a tattoo, see, I, I, I just don't think I would ever get a tattoo. I'm not against them or anything. I, I agree. Just, I'm same way. Yeah. Like if I did, it would be something like that or something Louisville related. I feel like. Yeah. I do feel like I also would be that. Like, I, I I do have like kind of an addictive personality. I think if I got one, I'd be that that person who would get end up getting like seven. But I just don't think I would ever get one. Okay. Take a break. When we come back. More of your text, and then we'll uh, it's tattoo do our final preview. <laughs> of tonight's game against Virginia. Make some predictions. All that coming your way next here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961, The Big X. Let me go Big man. I just want to fight with everyone else. Was there a theme today? Yes, it's uh, Random you Wednesday on the, on the, on the, on the, on the iTunes. That's right. I, I forgot it was Wednesday. Yeah. No, these were all songs that just shuffle on the uh, iTunes. They're all kind of sad. My one. So we had Southern Cross. What did we have? We had Born Family of the Year. Yeah. This is, what do you want to like from? Oh, I have no idea. That's the only reason I know the song is because it's on the soundtrack. Up in the song. air? No. Boyhood. Oh. Which I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's a movie like you either love or you hate. Like, I like it. I I, lo- I loved it. I I, enjoyed, I I was a fan. It got it did get a lot of crap. It did. I think a lot of people were like, I feel like there's no like, yeah, it's okay. Like it's either oh I thought that was stupid, or I think it's was I don't want to use the word brilliant. But I thought it was. I mean, it was. I really liked it. I thought it was really done. I loved the. I mean, it wasn't you know cool concept. Yeah, and the whole the, the record you know watching them actually age in real life the way mm-hmm. they do and. Did you know the uh, the daughter in that movie uh, is Linklater's actual daughter? I did not know that. The one, yeah, that's his actual uh, the the daughter. But yeah, that's and I'm a Linklater fan too. You know, I, I did. I'm too. I did finally watch the what was like the unofficial like Dazed and Confused sequel. I guess the the one about the '80s. What was it called? Or like the baseball team, and it was like supposed to be. I don't remember what it was called. Now it was. I finally watched it. It was okay. It was not by far not his best film. But he's got some pretty good ones. Anything else? 
That's about it, I guess. 502-414-1450. I've picked out my the, the bet that I'm going to give at the end of the show. Uh, we'll do that, and then we can uh, make some predictions about Virginia. Before we do that, we will get to the Thornton's text line, get to as many texts as we can before the end of the show. It's been an event. I feel like we've been on for like 17 hours because we didn't get those first two breaks. Oh, it does. I feel like I've been talking it's been a long day. And also because you know we're not really used to it. We've had so many like holidays, and we had the short show right before the holiday. Um, it feels like this has already been like a, a long week and we've worked two days. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Texter says the real domino to fall is what is Ohio State going to do? Mm, like, like quarterback? I'm guessing oh, quarterback yeah. situation, yeah. That is a really because I mean, who's, is there somebody they can jump in like late, I guess, maybe? They would have to be the USC leader, right? The guy for the USC, I think, would be who they'd go after. Well, they've been linked to Will Howard, the kid from Kansas State. I know that. Yeah, I guess he is still. Yeah, I remember watching during the game, like, he was trending because of that. People, Ohio State friends were like, get Will, get Will Howard there now. Like, yeah, I mean, he's. I don't know if he's that much of an upgrade from McCord, but. Um, like, if you're Ohio State, how much do you hate Quinn yours? You know, you've got to hate him. I mean, you've got to. Because not only did you, like, he just come in and use you for, like, a million bucks, supposedly, for doing nothing. Then he bounced, and he's like. He should be there right now. Like they would, he'd been your starting quarterback this year. I know they also were linked to um, the the kid from Liberty that you mentioned earlier, oh, uh, Caden Soldier. Yeah, and then they had been linked to uh, Dante Moore, the quarterback transfer from UCLA, Oregon. who is you know, kind of made the, the surprising move to go to Oregon and be the second quarterback in that class to go there. I guess he's, he's okay sitting out for you. I mean, he's going to get. Like he's going to get. I mean, you got to remember though. He's going there to be like, we're going to sit you for a year behind you know, Dylan Gabriel, but we're going to give right. you a million bucks. Exactly. And I think so that, you know, he's like, hey, yeah. cool. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Texture says, and Texture, you were right, by the way, the, the, the real domino is to fall. Yeah, it's, well, it's, I don't know if it's a domino at this point because all the dominoes have kind of fallen. They're just now like reaching for scraps. Texture says, Trevor, if Monday wasn't New Year's Day and say it fell on Thursday or Friday, many people wouldn't even make it back to work until that following Monday, meaning they wouldn't have to say Happy New Year's until the 5th. January 5th, that's uh, Cesar's birthday. Uh, no, I mean, the, the, your math is wrong, Texer. <laughs> Texas had heard Peace had removed his Louisville stuff from his profiles. Any writing on the wall? To the, I'm assuming this means the you, – you, I'm trying to decipher this. I think you're talking about Pierce Clarkson. Uh, no. Yeah, I think that's what he's trying he to say. He took like one thing out, but it's the, the, the Flyville stuff, the link is still the same. Yeah. It's the same kind of story we had before – Last offseason, where people were making a big deal about it, I don't know if I would read too much into that, but you never know. But I do like blue airheads. Your boy says, Sarah says, What are the odds that one of Tyreek Hill's uh, baby moms pulled a left eye Lopez seven to one since he has seven? Did she go insane or something? Did that happen? No idea. He also said, I think Trevor <laughs> are always sounds. Are comparing Tyreek Hill to Andre Risen, by the way, now? Is that what we're saying? He also says, It sounds like Trevor is always gargling Pearl Jam when he's on the radio. I'm like, wait, that's That's like. Is that, isn't that Pearl Jam gargling in it the whole thing? Like, you can't be gargling Pearl Jam. And, like, who was harder to understand, like, Pearl Jam or uh, or Kirk Cobain? Pearl Jam. I saw a great, like, little story from uh, Ralph Yankovic the other day where he went, how he got permission to do Smells Like Teen Spirit. And he said he kept con- trying his hardest to contact Nirvana and they would, they, he couldn't get in reach with them. And finally someone told him they were playing at SNL. And so he, he got a hold of them and he talked to Kirk Cobain and Kirk Cobain was like, is it about food? He's like, no, it's, <laughs> it's kind of making fun of the way you, no one can understand what he's saying. He's, he said, Kirk Cobain was like, cool, whatever, and hung up the phone without even saying anything else. He's like, ran with it. Turned out Cobain had, like, I guess, left right before they come back and just off of like an H binge 
when he took that call and, and told people he had no idea he talked to him about it. Mm. It's, like, it's kind of an interesting story. Great great album, by the way. Best Weird Al Yankovic album, maybe? Uh, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not an expert. Tech says if Kenny Payne is on, <laughs> if Kenny Payne's on the Epstein list, can we fire him with cause? Stop. <laughs> There's, why couldn't we have no breaks on ACT Day or Karan Davis Day? It would have been much easier. Yeah, we could have gone for like three hours. I mean, the ACT Day pretty much had no breaks. It was just you talking about the ACT story for two straight hours. It wasn't that long. It was long. It was, it was worth it. It's great. Texas, is it time to admit Beard is a top five coach in the game right now? I don't think there was any argument against – well, maybe top five. That's being stretched. He might be. I mean, he's, he's very good at what he does. Where, where, how is, what is Ole Miss doing right now? I haven't even paid attention to him that much. Are they still undefeated? I mean, this early in the season, I could see it. It wouldn't shock I, me. I know they were one of the last three undefeated teams. I think they're still undefeated. Uh, they are currently 13-0. Yeah. Have they beaten anybody, really? Not no. Their, their schedule is super light. The, like the, the computer rankings still don't like Ole Miss at all because they haven't played anybody. Yeah, they're, the the they beat Memphis. I was gonna say Memphis, NC State, and California are like the only like major teams they've beaten. We'll find out soon. I mean, the the SEC for all the the shots that we've taken at it over the years. The, I think the SEC is really really good this year. Well, no, they play at Tennessee on Saturday. Yeah, that will that will show. It's gonna be a good game. I'm big on Auburn this year. I think they're very good. Um, we'll see. Arkansas's got the. The, the the kid that we wanted from Washington is eligible now playing point guard uh, whose name just now is I mean, completely losing uh, Keon Menafield he's eligible oh, yeah, I yeah. think that will change them I think they'll they'll get better um, A and M's good Kentucky's good obviously I forgot to call him Frank at some point I think Bama's still really good um, I, I think it's a good league Texas Trevor in a Justin Wilson look who's Justin Wilson I have no idea what that means. Like I'm gonna Google Justin Wilson here. Texas Chris Hatfield tweeted that he's heard a ton of chatter about. Will- <laughs> yeah, that's a good look. By he's the heard way. a ton of chatter about Will Wade. Have you heard the same? Uh, no, not saying that's not true. Not saying that. I, I mean, I, I think Will Wade wants the job. I think he's interested in the job. Why wouldn't he? He's, he's stuck at McNeese State. I don't know if that feeling is mutual, but yeah, I mean, it's it's not a shock that a guy who felt like he was headed for the big time. And was doing very well at LSU. Was probably about to take that next step, which would have been to a program you know, of Louisville's caliber. It's no shock that he now feeling vindicated by the NCAA's ruling and 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 doing very well at McNeese State would say like, "Hey, if Louisville's going to open, would want that job." I love McNeese State. I mean, he's just doing a very good job there. He's like Will Wade. I think is a gigantic a hole. I think he very clearly was just not not just bending rules, but shattering rules okay. uh, and doing so brazenly. I also think he's a really good coach i mean his work at vcu speaks for itself and what he was doing at lsu was you know we saw the coach before will wade at lsu got a ton of players there and couldn't win because he didn't know what he's doing and uh, way was getting players and he was producing at a high level but i don't know if louisville can i don't know if you can just sacrifice all of that other stuff for him coming in here and winning it's gonna be i mean on one hand it's a middle finger to the ncaa which you probably feel like they deserve on the other it's you know Will this guy do something else that will put the program even in more of a stigmatized position? Texas, the commercials are working again. I just died laughing because you all got so cut off. That was at 5 o'clock, I yeah, believe. Yeah, it was. It says, where's Thad Motto rank on the coaching list? Like, all time? Like, right now? Like, I mean, he's... Not doing great at both. Yeah, he's not, yeah. I mean, he... he Thad Motto's a good coach. I did. I was, I was a Thad Motto fan, I mean... Who would you have right now? I mean, the, 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 would you have Chris Beard in your top five? Yeah, I don't know. I'm asking you to do this off the top of your head, but like best coaches in college basketball right now. I mean, would we agree 
Like Bill Self has got to be somewhere in the top five. Yeah, I would say, despite um, not liking him. Kelvin Sampson, I would have in my top five. I would think, yeah, that was that, those those two names popped in my mind right away. Um, I'd have Hurley from UConn. I mean, I know he won the title last year, but I mean, does that move him into the top five above some like longer tenured people though? I think he's one of the five best coaches in college basketball right now. That's okay. I would have Rick in the top five. Rick, I would too. I would definitely. Yeah, I mean, you've named three of my top five right there for me. Um, I mean, Tony Bennett would. Get, like, He's got to get some love. I know Drew. you don't like Scott Drew has to get some love. Yeah, I Izzo's got to be up there somewhere. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I can put Beard in the top five. And now, I mean, yeah, it's and it's not against Beard. You know, I do. I am a. Beard I think he's fan. really good. But yeah, and I was iffy on Beard because I, I mean, I was the one that was like, listen, I want to see what he can do after he loses. You know, um, the other two, the two stud recruits he got, that he found kind of out of nowhere. The two two stars that didn't going pro, um, the guards he had, and and he. Did, they left, and he was successful again. I mean, look, I, I don't care who he had. I don't care what he was doing. He took Texas Tech into one shot, into being one shot away from winning a national title. That is not an easy place to win, uh, and he made them – like, you're, you're right, it wasn't just a flash in the pan either. They were consistently yeah. good while he was there. I mean, he did find, like I said, the two guards – I can't remember, I'm drawing a blank on their names. Well, Zaire Smith was, was a yeah. – he was a five-star. He was, like, the only No, Zaire Smith wasn't a five-star. And then Jarrett Culver was the, the, the two-star kid that he They were both two-star kids. Are you sure? Yeah, they, they were both from Lubbock, right in the backyard. Hmm. I'm pretty. I'm almost positive they're two star kids. And now Zaire Smith left after his freshman year, but Culver stayed to his sophomore year. I thought Culver stayed for longer. He, I maybe was a junior. I could have swore he left after his. Because uh, they're both, by the way, big busts in the pros. Yeah, I mean, again, he's he's kind of a system guy, which works at the college level. I was just looking it up. You can go, you can talk. About okay, <laughs> I was like, I mean, if you want, I can go. I can I can go back to what was the year they lost the national title game? Uh, Two thousand nineteen, they lost to Virginia. Yeah, they had. Uh, yeah, Culver was a sophomore on that team, and I guess he left. Did he leave after next year? Let's see here. Uh, yeah, he did. He left his sophomore year. He's Big Twelve Player of the Year. I know that. Yeah. So well, so was Zaire Smith was the one as a freshman, wasn't he? He was freshman. Texas uh, says, did I just somehow talk in Trevor into buying a book? What a nice boost and a very nice reading. <laughs> Probably Zyre's from Garland, uh, Culver's from Lubbock. Um, yes, you just, I think you did. You just bought, someone convinced me to buy a book. That that right there is like iconic. Like the cover, I hadn't seen it in forever. When I pulled it up, it did like bring back memories, right? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Because I, I think every book fair, it was always there. Every library in elementary school always had it. That and the Giving Tree were like the two, like two, like impactful books in my life, like as a, as a kid. And I and I, I know I know I've already forgotten what you said his name was. I can picture him. Shel Silverstein. Yeah, the the bald head, beard. Think for the bulk of my childhood. Yeah. I mean, I can picture his face. Like I could put, I could probably des- describe it to a tattoo artist to get it put on me, uh, if I if I if I had to. But uh, yeah, those two books were just yeah they were. I can't even. The only other books that had like, any impact on me as a youth was Stephen King books. All right, let's go quick here. Texas, so we're so desperate not to talk about Louisville basketball that we're letting Trevor read childhood poems in a dying British smoker's accent. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the worst British accent attempts that I've ever heard in my entire oh, life. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I love British slang, but I can't do it. Really bad. Just really bad. It's like Te- sex. I love doing it, but I'm bad at it. Texture says, new drinking game. Instead of yada yada, drink people drink. When TK compares something to a scene he watched in a TV or a movie, half of the Rutherford audience would die from alcohol poisoning an hour or two. Well, we, they have to know the reference, right? No, just anytime you do it. <laughs> now, I'm gonna, now I'm gonna point it out. I don't think I did a the, the other drinking game today. Have I said that today? I'm sure you have. Uh, yada yada, have a drink. There you go. Texas, what team in the new United Football League will the show adopt? 
I don't know any of the teams in the UFL. We did that at the old studio. Remember, that's why we had the Arizona Hot Shots pennant. I bought the pennants. I bought those pennants the day they came out. Like, the next day, the website was down. Like, woohoo, got to tell us on time. Bob Stoops is coaching the Arlington Renegades. Uh, I, I think had, we have to be a San Antonio Brahmas guy. It's bra- it's spelled differently, but, you know, it's like the Baja. And Wade Phillips is the coach. Now, are the, is it is it the teams, are the XFL teams also going to be in it? That, that's the X, that XFL conference has four teams, and the USFL conference has four teams. Okay, so let's see. We have the Birmingham Stallions, the Houston Roughnecks, Memphis Showboats, Michigan Panthers, the Renegades, DC Defenders, the Brahm. Bah- the Brahmas. That's where we have to be Brahmas guys. And St. Louis Battlehawks. Yeah, San Antonio is, I'm getting a lean towards. We're San Antonio. We're fan. Done. Well, I don't know. That's Phillips coaching that team. But, done. Boom. Texas, please have TK read this. Oh, no. I didn't bring it up. What's it say? It's the new Padre signee. Uh, his name is Wu Suck Go. <laughs> is that any worse than Long Duck Dong? <laughs> no more Yankee, my wanky. That donger need food. I used to play that clip, and Nick Coffey would lose his mind. Because he, he, I don't think he'd seen the movie. He just heard for years. He'd be like, what the hell is no more Yankee, my wanky? <laughs> he used to crack me up. Uh, still does, apparently. <laughs> Texas is advent of the three-point line proper English. Yes. Texas, two-part question. Is, that, is it? Yeah. Okay. Did you know basketball teams are allowed to have a fourth assistant coach this season? Do you think Kenny Payne knows this? Uh, they're actually allowed to have <laughs> – No. <laughs> we're allowed to have two more. Uh, you, you can have a fourth and a fifth that are technically assistants. And, yeah, we, we put out the official release of Milt Wagner being the one and then the guy from the, the Knicks whose name I can't remember. That's how much of an impact he's making right now. Uh, was also the, the, the fifth promoted. Oh, so I'm, I'm going to read this for two years, $4.5 million. There you go, Texas. <laughs> I read it for you. You happy? Uh, who, who is that guy? For the 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 guy from the Knicks? No, I can't remember that we that we as assistant. Yeah, because you, you're allowed to have like two extra bench coaches this year. I didn't know we had an extra. I know we had a bench coach. Well, <laughs> do we really? Yeah. Jameson? No. Stop. Brunson? Stop. Dudley? Uh, it's uh, Gabe Snyder. Is the he's, he's technically the analytics and video technology, but he was the fifth assistant that they didn't he when he didn't he play for us? Are you thinking of Quentin Snyder? No, didn't we have a Gabe? No, Gabe, Gabe. Uh, I mean the, the the big center, the, yeah, the, the big Wiz Wisnitzer is now at Ohio. That's, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, Wisnitzer and Snyder, pretty similar. <laughs> His name's Gabe. How many Gabes are out there? Decent amount of Gabes. I've I've never met a Gabe. Have you met a Gabe? Yes. Do you know a Gabe? Do I do a, know a Gabe. Do you have a Gabe in your phone? Shout out to my guy, Gabe Diverge. Okay. Yeah, how many Gabes do you have in your phone? Just the one? One Gabe. I only have any Gabes. Uh, your boy TJ Walker said, it makes no sense for St. John's to play a home conference game against UConn at MSG. Turns a home game into 65-35 UConn advantage. Smart move by Rick. Which one wanted Gonzaga in? I think Patino did. I see that. And I like, I, I, if I'm a St. John's fan, I don't, I don't play more games than the Carnesica uh, arena or more than MSG and myself. Texas, my favorite moment of the Mike Rutherford show in 2023 is the text line just shredding Danilo Yovanovich to pieces for three hours after you announced his commitment on air. We were on, weren't we, we, were not, we were at Oxbow. Yeah, I was going to say. Because <laughs> it happened, I was like, oh, God. Like I was like, this poor kid. I was like, just don't check your mentions. <laughs> I love how you can remember like when you're at remote for certain, when breaking news happens for shows. I was so upset. I, I, I mean, like, <laughs> you're trying to be nice, but at the same time, you're like, what are, what are we doing here? Because that was still when we were like rumored to be in all these big-time transfers. Like, yep. Hey, 
hey, like every big name that was in the portal, we may get this guy, and then it's like I we think just, we spent we just got a guy who redshirted at Miami. I feel like we spent a lot of time talking about the guy that we they get burnt that burned us in the bowl game, Deuce Robinson that year that day. We did. You're, you're exactly I feel right. Like he was uh, like him and the, the tight end we did get were like two of the big guys we talked about a lot that day. Uh, I guess your boy says there was talking about Tyreek Hill. His house caught on fire today. That's the oh wow. That's why he made the, the joke about the or the reference nah, to Lisa. Does he know where his sneakers are? Texas over under before I turn off tonight's game and watch Chicken Run is the five minute mark. <laughs> Kidding aside, I love watching these movies when my kid was younger. A lot of love for Chicken Run on the text line today. I know one we're, and two. It's like underrated movies, isn't it? Apparently, Texas. How late is too late to get a text right on the show? Well, you just found out. <laughs> five thirty eight. You got it in there. You got it in. Yeah. Texture says, Trevor, uh, J.S. High, Everybody Wants Some is a MF masterpiece. Yeah, Everybody Wants Some. Yeah, that's the that's the the, the unofficial kind of uh, Dazed and Confused sequel. It was based in the 80s baseball team. It was, I wouldn't call it masterpiece. It was okay. It was better than I thought it'd be. Texture says, Scott Drew. The Gotta Make Him Say No guy has not been sending in Gotta Make Him Say No's. Did he give up? He told us he was quitting it. But then point. he brought it back. Oh, I don't remember he brought it. What? Texture says, wasn't that what The Rock was called? Brahma Bull. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was the Brahma Bull. Yeah. Uh, my Mike, Big X, Big Bet of the Night. He was the Brahma Bull. Good call. Providence minus six and a half at home against Seton Hall. You don't just come into the dunk. <laughs> I don't care what they call it now. It's the dunk. And, it, and that's what, it's still the Dunkin' Donuts arena, right? Oh, no. It's like a, it's a, something pavilion. Oh, it's, I It's that, changed. Yeah. You don't just come into the dunk as a average Big East team and play this Providence squad under seven points. It's not happening. Friars roll tonight. They win by more than six and a half. It's the big X, big bet of the night. You do love the you. you no, that's right. He's like, he's like Georgetown. Never mind. I was gonna say, you're big. Oh, you want you're trying to give me crap about Ed Cooley? Yeah, because you do love Ed Cooley. I do. He's not the coach there anymore. No, you're right. I, I caught myself. It took me a second. I caught myself. Shout out to my guy Kim English. We've got uh, about thirty seconds here. Oh, Xavier Johnson was returning tonight. Louisville, Virginia tonight, seven o'clock on ESPN two. Cards are fifteen and a half point underdogs. Do they break the streak, Trevor, and win in Charlottesville? For the first time since joining the ACC. My big bet of the night, take Virginia minus 15. I think Louisville covers. I don't that? think we cover. We lose by 24 tonight. Virginia, they've had more offense a little bit this year than, than 74-60. We cover by a point and a half. Boom. Done. Happy birthday to my wife. I'm going to go have some Happy food. Happy birthday. And then watch this basketball game See tonight. See it's your birthday. We'll be back to talk about it tomorrow, 3 o'clock. Go Cards! Beat the Hoops. So Only locally on Sports Talk, 1450.